Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to take two of week seven here on Technical Alpha. It is Friday, April the 28th, 2017, all day, just like it was 17 minutes ago before Panic sounded like he had gone backwards through puberty yet again uh, and unfortunately uh, was uh, partially a robot. So we've, we've gone past that stage now. Everything's cleared up. As much as we can, we've applied the steroid cream to affected areas, and we are starting back up yet again. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get on to the podcast. This week, we've got uh, we've got me apparently in a dark room, which I will worry about after we pass this off to other people to talk. My my webcam's just particularly dark right now, and I have no idea why it decided to do that. Um, every week's a new challenge here at Technical Alpha. You just never know what you're going to get. This week we've got uh, we've got a good lineup for you. Exciting things, big movers and shakers, things happening in the land of video games and otherwise. But before we do, Mr. Maximus Black, yeah, hit me up with the sound of finally beating that old school game that's been burning a hole in your back catalog for 20 years. Yes! <laughs> it's that simple. It's that's, that as, simple. that's as hard as it gets. That's as hard it's as it right gets, there. if you know what I'm saying. Uh, we've, got, we've got lots to talk about, but as before, a segue... Before we do, look at these motherfucking shirts we're wearing today, boys. I they feel can't like... see mine. So oh. hold on one second. Okay. One second. My nameplate name kind of covers mine. mine. All right, well, Panic can show off his shirt, and it's identical it's gonna, it's gonna to happen. Adam's shirt. It's going to happen. Panic has fun. got that old school micro, your macro, <laughs> that limited edition shit. All those lag TV fans that have been here at the very start knows all about that shirt. Some of you guys have. We, we actually sold quite a few. Adam has got the same one. I'm being a little shameless today. I've got my own shirt on. Uh, oh, don't but, worry. I've got my oh, own I sweater. I always wear your so sweater. We're good. I'm always I'm always sporting your sweater. It's a good sweater. Uh, so I need to get my I, I got a scarf, so that's all I got. I, I was way uh, too hot for that. So. <laughs> I actually don't own a micro your macro. I have sour about life. Uh, I have that one. Uh, no, I don't actually. I don't have that one. I have this one. I have um I have one other. And I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, this but, that's the old school um, shit right there. Yeah, that's like real old school stuff, and and I I saw Panic, and I was like, well, now I have to go upstairs and find my friggin' T-shirt. Got to dig and through all my stuff. Pretty soon, we'll end up having our technical alpha uh, T-shirt or sweater that will be available, and also to those on Patreon that are that get the uh, item that we give out, uh, they'll receive that yes. for free uh, as part of the package as well. Uh, yes. Panic also ordered everything; it's all ordered. Oh, yeah, uh, it's in production now. Yep, so we'll be receiving oh, that soon. Yeah. Also, I know I mentioned this last week before we get into this podcast. Mm. To those that got the hit me up with that noise, I need you to check your PMs on Patreon uh, and and send me what you want. I only got like four of them, and there's much more than four. So I need everybody to do that. Uh, if I don't hear from everybody by the, I don't know, beginning of next month, I'll, I'll sh- send out an email to each one of you to see if I can get them. But if not, I'll just do the ones I have, and then when people send them, 
I'll Some people just want to throw them. money at your face and don't give a don't give a damn about about the stuff. That I know, but I feel it. guilty. I don't want you to somebody paid for well, something. I, I want to like deliver yeah. on it, but I'm not. The, the oh, people yeah. are just not responding. I went through this literally this this exact same scenario with my game Wisp, where I had a, I have a thing still where certain levels get an audio clip from me, and so it's, this is the exact same scenario, and I've had to do like four in the last two years. Well, there you go. So it's just so, some people just you know they just they just they just want to give you money, which I'm I'm perfectly okay right? with. I wish it worked like that when I was just walking around downtown. People were just giving me money. I'd be pretty <laughs> I'd be pretty happy about it. Uh, yeah. We have one other special announcement. I don't even know if Panic knows about this yet. He doesn't. To be completely no, honest. he doesn't know about okay. it. Okay, no. Panic, buckle up, Buttercup. Well, I, just, we've got. Well, I know about it, but I have no idea what it is. I just see words, and I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> go with so, it. So. So, okay, so Jeff and I talked about this after last week's podcast, and uh, we were trying to figure out more ways to bring more value to as many tiers of the Patreon uh, page as possible. Because right now, a lot of the value is in, like, the physical goods that Panic is handling right now, uh, that's in production and whatnot. And people certainly do like their physical stuff, but I, I know a lot of people are also just interested in getting you know, more and varied content for their money when possible. And so last Friday and then even a couple of Fridays ago before that, we've been bouncing ideas around as to what we could do to bring more value to that $5 mark. Now, Panic, don't have a heart attack because you literally don't have to lift a single solitary Mexican finger. You can just keep, you can <laughs> just keep telling the garden you're good to go. I don't have any Mexican fingers. <laughs> don't have any Mexican fingers. Uh, but yeah, we're, what Jeff and I have decided that we are going to do is for anybody at the $5 and higher. So this is literally everybody short of the dollar club, the dollar menu. Uh, $5 and higher, Jeff and I are going to do a retro versus series. We are going to get together. Uh, and we are going to see that, that for those, no, this doesn't play to those on iTunes, but if you go to youtube.com slash life's glitch TV and watch this podcast there, uh, you'll be able to see behind Mr. Black, his giant wall of retro games. He has a whole whack of them back there, ranging from all sorts of different consoles, uh, and time periods. And the idea is we are going to randomly blindfolded pick a game from that shelf and then we are going to sit down and play it for anywhere from, I don't know, uh, 30 minutes to an hour to whatever it is. If it's, if it's good and we just keep going for longer than usual, then we'll do it. Uh, we don't have any plans on beating every single game we play. We're just going to sit down, pull a random game off, and it will be Jeff and I playing games. Retro yeah, so, on that wall. Yeah, so for those that don't know, I collect retro video games. Uh, yard sale season has started, so I'm sure you'll hear lots about that during the podcast throughout the summer. But I do collect a lot of retro, anything from Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, uh, uh, PlayStation 2, PS1, N64, whatever the case may be. We're going to go blindfold. We're going to pick a game at random. We're going to play it till we rage quit or we're just done with it. If it's a single-player game, Battle we'll totes. take turns. We'll do whatever. If it's a two-player game, we'll load up to two players. Adam and I will be together in my basement, so we will get together. Adam will come over. This will be separate content, uh, and it will be available to anybody that is $5 and above. So if you're the $1 guy out there already in, you can substitute it, up, move up to 5 to get into that if it interests you. Uh, if you're not interested, um, no worries. Um, think of it as DLC, I guess. 
but we're just trying to figure wow. out ways to give you guys more value on Patreon uh, and then also allow us to uh, get closer to those stretch goals, um, which I think this will probably help out a lot. And that way we don't need to bombard our YouTube with content. It will be directly on Patreon for those uh, people, and it's a great way to support Adam and I because guess what? Now we're not even making money off YouTube. <laughs> No, Legit. because today we unceremoniously got the big fuck you from Maker, uh, and none of our channels are covered anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't even get yeah. YouTube paychecks anymore. We don't even have that. We don't even get that two hundred dollar check anymore. No, We're we don't get it. Literally without ads. So, so yeah, that's that's uh, the yeah. plan. I know a lot of people really like the uh, like TV verses. Many people have asked for it. Um, it's just going to be Adam and I. Panic, you're fucked. You're not wanted here. We love you, though. <laughs> now, it's it's more of like we just right. we just want to bring some leg TV content. It's a place we get together, um, produce some old retro shit, and uh, we'll be using the actual consoles, too. So none of it's going to be ROMs. We're going to go right to the wall and pick it at random. And uh, like Adam said, it'll last from 30 minutes to however long. So that's our plan on that. We'll tell you more. We're recording starting next Friday, and uh, we'll tell you more when we get there. If we get up yeah. to a certain level, I'll fly out to Halifax. Oh. <laughs> stretch, stretch goals, stretch goals, stretch thirty goal. million stretch dollars, goal. and we'll get we'll get panic in. I was being told that I was bad. I was far louder than you guys right now. I turned myself down a bunch uh, on OBS because there shouldn't be any difference. Otherwise, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there. Anyway, every week is a new experience. Like I said here on Technical Alpha. Um, so there we've we have covered uh, our pre sellout sellout. Now we can move on to our first major topic of the day, gentlemen. Mm. And that is... I'm going to be honest, okay? I'm going to be honest. When I saw this, and I watched the trailer, for the first time in years, I, was, I, I internally said, you know what? You have my interest. It's not much, but it's there. And I'm talking about Call of Duty World War II, where we are apparently going all the way back to the roots... Of Call of Duty. Now, I don't know how you gentlemen felt about it. That was my first takeaway. I won't go too deep into it uh, at, the, at the beginning, but I just said to myself, you know what? I'm okay with this, and I almost care. Not much, just just a little bit. Just enough that I want to keep up with it to see how it, how it pans out. Panic, you look like you're ready to shiv somebody, so what is, <laughs> what's your take on this whole situation? Um, so, I, I, I saw the announcement, and I... Um, People were actually mentioning it last week, and much like you with the SNES Mini, um, I just did not give a crap. Like, I honestly, Call of Duty is it's kind of just, like, dead to me, um, but then, like, a bunch of people just kind of shoved, like, the trailer in my face, and I, I watched it, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Um, I'll take a look at it when it comes out, and I'll, I'll give it a try, but honestly, they've screwed up the franchise so badly to me that I'm not super interested. Um, but we'll see where the well. I'll, I'll see where it goes. Um, I, th I feel like they're taking some interesting chances, which is why I'll look at it. But um, I'll let I'll let Jeff give his impressions before we go more into it. Then uh, I am kind of on the same boat. Um, I'm siding with Adam as well. I'm not as on the other side as you are. I never. I haven't cared about Call of Duty for probably. I don't know. Four years. Uh, I used to be Who hardcore was the last one into you cared it. about um, Modern Warfare Two. 
Oh, is you that went Modern to Modern Warfare? Warfare 2. Modern Warfare was the last one I cared about. 2 was just kind of like, all right, you're jumping the shark now. Yeah, I think I think it was Modern Warfare 2. And I think that's the last one I bought as well. I remember getting it on PC, I do believe. Um, but yeah, that that's the last one that I bought. I didn't even play it much. But I only did it because I really liked Modern Warfare, the first one. And I played a lot of console. Like before any of this light TV stuff happened, I was like... Adam, both Adam and I were really console gamers. We played gamers. a lot of it, yeah. Uh, we got into PC, obviously, when I was like 13, 14 years old with Brood War and Diablo 2 and a few other, you know, very specific titles. Adam and I never really went out and bought a bunch of computer games and played computer games. Like, the only other computer games I remember Adam just going out and buying was like Neverwinter Nights. Uh, we had like uh, Warcraft. Um, I got gotten Boulder's Gate. Um, just a few games. I remember playing like Harry Potter on the PC way back in the day. Were um, like a huge shooter fan back then? <laughs> Harry yeah, Potter. like, but I was a console guy and I loved shooters. I loved Halo. I loved Call of Duty when it came out, like on the PS3 and it was, uh, I think it was just that's, Modern Warfare. Or uh, That's what confuses me because you say you're like, a, you're like a, you're, you're a shooter guy, but you didn't really, it sounds like you didn't play the, like the original like shooters from back in the day, like. Doom, Quake, Hexen, all of those games, which were like because the ones that he wasn't set on a stage PC for it. I didn't play PC, yeah. right? But so, the console shooters didn't really come out until much later, like Halo. I played. So well, I played like, a lot of Unreal Championship. I played a lot of that yeah. on on the console. Um, I played quite a bit of the old Counter Strike on PC. I would play that on lunch. Um, that was probably my first like PC shooter experience was playing uh counter strike um <clears throat> i think it was like 1.4 or some really old oh, yeah, 1. Version. 1. 4 something yeah 1.4 something yeah like really yeah, like really original um but yeah I, you're right I, I never got into quake i never got into any of those games uh i think like the first shooter i ever played was wolfenstein 3d uh way back in the day um but back to call of duty i i just stopped caring i have friends that get pumped every time a Call of Duty uh, comes out. Um, my my good buddy Wayne, he as soon as Call of Duty World uh, World War II got announced, he was on Facebook. Wayne saying, is like, you know, he's all about Wayne it. Wayne is right? hard into it. Yeah. So like, and when I when I worked at the restaurants, typically everybody played Call of Duty. Like whether it was it wasn't if you play Call of Duty, it was were you a PlayStation or an Xbox Call of Duty player? And we would just <laughs> kind of play. And at the end of our shifts, we would go home. We'd We'd play the shit, and we'd try and prestige and all that other stuff. It was fun. I mean, I had a good time playing COD. Um, I will agree with Adam. This is the first time that's it's piqued my interest. This this brings it back to its roots. Uh, and there's just something about World War II that is just cool. It's gritty. The, the weapons aren't as advanced. We're not going to have people bouncing off walls and on jetpacks and all this other nonsense. It's going to be... Uh, a war and that's kind of what i think mm. of when it comes to shooters so i'm looking forward to it all we got was a, a, a teaser trailer that showed a bunch of uh in-game like cgi or whatever we didn't actually get to see to my knowledge unless they release some of the actual gameplay and what it's going to look like um and how well it's going to run but eh, it's going it to look good okay. it'll, it'll, it's yeah, going to look it'll, good yeah, it's, so we take like a minor my... tangent for story time after, oh, actually, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Let me. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you story time. Okay. But let me just. So, and Jeff touched on something I wanted to talk about with this in particular was 
where he said, you know, when he when he talked about how the fact that it's World War II and we don't have dudes jumping off walls and all this other nonsense or whatever, um, that's what I'm what I'm really interested in is how much World War II we're going to get because mm-hmm. people people ended up getting slammed for getting excited about Battlefield One. Where uh, they were like, "Oh, World War One. We haven't really gone this route before, or very not very much, and that would be kind of exciting." You know, the weapons are are even even less advanced than yeah. World War Two, and and tactics in war were were remarkably different. And uh, and you know, that was like the turning point. Got, yeah, and I was and I was I was excited about Battlefield One for that exact reason. I was like, "Oh my god, the amount of like possibilities for gameplay types." And how this could play out could be and, and differentiate itself finally. And all it was was it was exactly what they did with Star Wars Battle uh, Battlefront. What is that? That's what they called that one, right? They rebranded re- rebranded the original and shit on it. Uh, so the it guns was, in one just didn't have any feel to them. They felt like all the other guns from all the modern shooters. Like I was like, well, they, no they just repainted. It was Battlefield. Yeah. It was Battlefield it was like a reskin. Four or whatever the latest one was, and they just reskinned it for, Star for Wars. World War One. And they did it with Star Wars, all the same. And so I'm interested in. And then they yeah, and they copped out on the weapons and everything. It was ridiculous. Yeah, the weapons instead. They're just there's a huge cop out on the weapons. So I, I'm yeah. I'm very interested in. And then people people's arguments were were well, you know, if they were realistic, then you know, you you just the bullets would be bouncing all over the place, oh, and you wouldn't have good up. accuracy and everything. Yeah. Be like, oh well, I'm. Boo hoo! You don't have a friggin' M sixteen or a, or a G thirty six C to wield around on the map oh, and just the sprint point of around. That war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big yeah. big deal. Like I, I guess, which is probably the real unfortunate bit here is the the developer and the publisher have to make money on them, and these these are big budget games. These don't go for like three dollars. Like they nope. they put a lot of money into this stuff. So they kind of have to do that to a degree, but I don't think they had to go so far with it like they did with Battlefield 1. I think they could have gotten away with a little bit more, you know, actual World War 1 related stuff. So um, that's what I'm interested in seeing as we see this game develop and, and, and come along. And E3 will probably be when we see the first major, you know, gameplay bits. They'll probably have a full, I imagine we'll probably see it on two different stages plus their own their their own their own stage at some point. Um, so we're probably going to get lots of Call of Duty. But yeah, I, that's that's just what I wanted to mention was the fact that that that's, yep. this is I'm hoping that this does what Battlefield One didn't do, and that's be a little bit more true to the time period and not be like okay, Terminator went back in time. He's looking you know looking for John <laughs> Connor and you know uh, super advanced T one thousand type shit. Yeah. So um, for me, again, like part of the thing, I, again, I looked at some of the articles and it intrigued me because they're like, yeah, we're going away from some of the mechanics that the major shooters nowadays have, like the regenerating health, the um, the weapon ammo systems are a little different and it's going more back to the classic World War II style, which is super interesting to me. Um, and I would like to see like a solid World War II game in current technology um, done properly. Again, it, like you kind of said, it all depends on how much World War II are we actually going to get um, to take that into my little tangential story time. Um, a lot of the modern shooters to me, like the guns all feel kind of the same and all of that. Um, so when I was younger, we always wondered like what 
the actual weapons for World War II were like um, and, you know, why everyone was, like, making such a big deal about it. Um, so during college, um, one of my roommates was from Virginia, and he was avidly into – you know, firearms and rifles and all that other stuff. Um, you know, I've been to firing range like before, a fired like handguns. Like, kind of, yeah. Um, I fired like modern rifles and stuff. And again, um, when you're firing mm. most modern rifles, even like larger calibers like 5.56 five, or, you know, 7.62, um, when you fire those, um, the guns have a lot of advanced systems to, you know, handle recoil and stuff. So, yeah, you'll get a little bit of kick um, on the shoulder. You'll get knocked back and they'll move. Um, but it's completely handleable and, you know, comfortable it's fine um but we were at, it, there's a chain here called cabela's it's like one of those big outdoors hunting stores um giant well, we know about cabela's because they like they've got video ones. games mm. oh yeah so they actually have um they have an area where you can go and get vintage rifles and stuff we were on spring break and my roommate decided we were going to stop at cabela's and since he's a driver we're going to cabela's um, and we go into the anti-gun section, and he's looking at the weapons, and he finds, lo and behold, a 1946 M1 Garand rifle, original from what? the assembly lines just after World War II. Um, now, this and thing this is... just is, sitting in a, in, in a random gun store? It's not really random. Like, it's like in Pennsylvania specifically. I mean, it's the Walmart of fucking areas. gun stores. You like have to, um, <laughs> like, you have to, for gun transfers and stuff, you sometimes, that you have to go to, like, a licensed place to do the transfer, and they also buy the weapons, so they have, like, specialized area where they store the specialty okay. firearms, and they have a lot of these, so he's looking, and we were looking just for, just for the hell of it, we had gone skeet shooting that weekend, we're trying it out, and he sees this 1946 M1 Garand, and looks at the price, this thing was going, I'm not even sure what it was going for, it was a couple hundred dollars, um, I was surprised it wasn't more. But um, it wasn't in great shape. Like the trigger group would fall out, um, but it had mm. it, it had everything. Um, the M1 Grand is a thirty odd six rifle. You know, eight My bullets favorite in a clip round, um, and it even um, the clips actually pop out um, and do all the sound. So, um, long story short, he ends up buying it and bringing it back with him. Like he bought this M1. So we go to the range. Oh boy, like, I'd probably excited. do it too. We to, <laughs> yeah, we go to the range the next day. Um, those um those thirty out six bullets are twenty five cents a shot, mind you. Those are not cheap for a college student. Um, and we go to the range, and he's sitting there. He's like, "Yeah, this will be fine." He loads up the clip. Now, this is like, like loading this thing and getting it all set to go was a challenge. Like you have to like load the <laughs> eight bullets into the clip, which is hard, and then you have to like pull the bolt back. You have to put the clip in and it hurts. It's painful. If you let that thing slide the wrong way, it like slaps locks on your finger. It hurts. So yep. he gets super Isn't, excited. He's is got that, this is thing it loaded. that gun that, that, that had a, a thing named after it where your, your thumb would get slammed in or that was a different gun. And yep. there's, there's no, one, that was it. Grant is it grand thumb or whatever they called it. I can't remember something like that. I don't, yeah. I just remember cause I had it slam on my finger a couple of times and there was a lot Rip. of cursing. Um, so he proceeded to, you know, we're at the range you know, everyone's kind of looking at the gun. It looks amazing, like, for what it is, and it, it held up. You know, obviously, there's some damage. Um, so we takes the first shot, standing, aiming at the target, literally drops the rifle. This thing kicks back, hits him in the shoulder. He kind of, <laughs> like, pops back a bit. He was not expecting it, and he, like, pretty much drops the rifle. And then he's just like, holy shit. And I Dude, look at a, him, I'm like, like a, what is wrong a, with you, man? It's not that bad. 
It's a 306, yeah. bro. 30 odds. Yeah, it's a, yeah. So either way, he grabbed, he, I'm just, he's, he looks at me. He's like, all right, tough guy, you try it. And I'm, look, I'm like, all right, yeah, there's no way it's going to be that bad. I have the thing up to my, uh, up to my shoulder. Um, go. I go to shoot the thing. He's waiting next to me. And <laughs> I also, I also drop it. <laughs> Almost, <laughs> and we catch it, and then we go. Um, we never fired that rifle again um, outside of bench rest. Uh, well, I mean, because of the I, kickback. there's people probably thinking right now they, you know, you know, a three, a th- you know, three odd six or whatever the thirty odd six or whatever the they call they call it. They can't remember. This is a thirty odd six in nineteen forty six. That gun didn't. So yeah, that gun had it was wood the tube. It. It was like wood, metal attached, yep. no no added anything for recoil. Yeah. It was like they just went into a, into a, into like a, it's like the Dodge Viper of guns. They just took it into a barn. They took some fucking yeah. like trailer apart and they just friggin' bent it around a pole. And you're like, oh, rifle. And then you just go out and it tears your shoulder off, even though it's not yeah. a, a particularly so, big round. Again, it's not like, it's not that it was like a ridiculous amount of recoil. It's just compared to the modern assault rifles. You know, when we fired it, it's it was unexpected. It was unexpectedly large. We also had like bruises on our shoulder because we each put through like five, six clips through it at least. Um, but so what you're saying just, is, in the game, every time they take a shot, they should be dropping the gun. How realistic would that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I'm just saying. Like, so like that's the that's kind of the thing. Like, understanding that those weapons were a lot more, a lot different compared to weapons now. Oh, of course. Um, a lot of games kind of like, and a lot of the older Call of Duties did capture the impact of how powerful those weapons were. Um, so I'm hoping that we don't get like a reskin of like the Modern Warfare or like other type of like weapons. I want the game to have the impact of, you know, the recoil of these weapons, you know, the loudness of these weapons. Um, you know, again, we've come very far in audio engineering. We've come very far. So I want the game to kind of have that feel, you know, of the classic weapons without just being like the Battlefield 1 you know, really crappy reskins. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, this Call of Duty. You know, this will be my last thoughts on Call of Duty because at the end of the day, I don't really care all that much. But I, it has intrigued me a little bit. I will say, I think at this point, uh, Activision has come up with so much crap, um, and the Infinite Warfare. To my knowledge, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, did not do uh, remotely as well as Black Ops 3, um, like opening sales was, I was looking it up here, but it was like 48% less than what it was for Black Ops 3 in, in terms of Infinite Warfare. And universally speaking, pretty much every COD player that I've talked to um, pretty much hate the game. Uh, there's very few people that I've heard was like, man, this Call of Duty is dope. <laughs> uh, Infinite Warfare just seemed like a stinking pile of shit. Um, but I don't know. I didn't play it. I'm just going by what I hear, and obviously the sales in the game kind of tell a story as well. So with that being said, I think Activision knows at this point they've kind of pushed the envelope a little bit too hard. It's almost like a movie series that that does one too many, or not even one too many at this point, but you know what I mean, that really just pushes it to the limit, and now they're finally getting that pushback. I think that Call of Duty and Activision... They jumped the shark a lot. They definitely have. I think we're going to see them go back a bit, actually put some money into the game, uh, not try and skimp it as much. Of course, they're going to try and cut corners, what they do. But I think they're going to put a little bit more attention to detail. 
uh, and try and make a good game out of this and maybe even make a good World War series out of this one as well. Uh, if not, and we they, need another they, brother, brothers in arms. That's what we need. Remember yeah, how good fucking too. good yep. Brothers in Arms was as, a, as a, like a war game? Like a, the campaign was yep. amazing. Call of Duty's usually done the campaigns pretty well, so like I'm I'm hoping they capture the grittiness of World War II again. Like we've seen so many games, but they kind of glorify a lot of it. But um, this one, they said they're going more for like the ground level soldier. That's the part that interested me. Mm-hmm. I want I want to see what that experience was like. I want to see how they capture it. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I think I know what. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I know what went on. My audio might. No, oh, no, it's not too bad right now. I think when I was. Moving my uh, stuff earlier, I might have caught my volume knob or my my gain knob on my Scarlet, and it jacked up my audio. So God, I'm just looking forward to doing my audio this week. It's gonna be fun, boys. I think I've got it now. I think we're I think we're back in the zone. Um, so yeah, no, I just noticed it. I looked down at it and I was like, oh no. So for those of you wondering why I was going underneath the desk, desk every five seconds. Uh, so, uh, there was actually something else there about Call of Duty I wanted to mention really quick before we move on, because I think this has to do with, or it definitely exists because of Destiny. Apparently, they're fielding the idea, if not going ahead with having a physical lobby type deal, like with, where you interact with other players. So you're walking around, like, you know, in Destiny, where you have the hub, the hub, where you're just walking around, like a base camp type thing. Why is that, that in World a Call War II of Duty style? Game? That could be interesting. If they do it World like, War II style, that could well, be like, interesting to see. Like, like what a base would be. What are you going to be grounds. like in a in a in a speakeasy in France or so, or not France, but like a bar in France or something with like twelve other dudes listening to somebody sing? They've fallen so far. I'll I'll, I'll see what they have to do to try to fix that. <laughs> like, let's see what sticks. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, that's that's enough Call of Duty. We can we yes, can please. we can move on from Call of Duty into something else. It's my favorite topic, guys. It's Nintendo time. Adam, you need to stop. You Japan. need to stop. It's time. No, it's it's it's. I don't really have anything bad to say about this, honestly. Um, not 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 particularly bad. Every anyway. single time I look at the notes for the podcast, there is four Nintendo. It's because they keep base. doing, they just keep coming out, which it's crazy. Like, they've been on this nonstop friggin' kick, and this one just, it's the never-ending, uh, it's the never-ending skew list, uh, that is soon to be its own magnum opus, uh, of Nintendo 3DSs. But this is not a 3DS, they just keep gentlemen. keep releasing hardware. <laughs> they have now announced a new Nintendo 2DS XL Limited, primo, director's cut, edition, whatever else they want to snap onto the, whatever. Okay, so here's the long short of it for, for those who don't know um, what's going on. Yeah, so it's it's literally the exact same hardware, excuse me, as the 3DS XL. Mm-hmm. Identical. Except no 3D. So Let they me took go the grab 3D one slider off of it. Yeah, okay. You go you go you go do that. I've got mine upstairs. I'm not going to go hunting for it. But I've got the 3DS XL with a capture card in it. Panic's got his there. Jeff's going to go grab any one of like of 90 these. he's probably got back there. Yeah, I've got I've got a regular I 3DS buy these, and, a, I s- 
an XL. I buy them, I sell them for roughly the same amount I bought them for, and I get a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Jeff's got his, his uh, Zelda version. <sighs> so, you know... So what do you I hate just, about I this, get, Adam? Well, honestly, I'm happy I have, with this one. I, I don't really, ca- I don't really care that it, it comes out. I mean, it's 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 silly because Nintendo has possibly the worst naming people in the history of of anything. Like their marketing department just couldn't possibly be any worse. If you showed somebody the SKU list for the 3DS, it is the biggest mess. Uh, it just—it's crazy. It, it's no wonder consumers haven't accidentally bought old 3DS systems. They probably have, actually, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but they just keep coming out with them, and then they just put like new in front of it. Who in the fuck? At least they didn't call this the 3DS XL minus. Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. if like the next if the next PlayStation was like the new PlayStation Four? Like that's that's what they're doing. They're, that's exactly what they're doing. Like well, the it's, new I Xbox mean, it, One. They do, they do they do what PS4 and Xbox does, but instead of putting S or Plus or Pro, they but then just they put do XL new. and Light and well because and 2DS the XL now. is a bigger version. The XL <laughs> is a is a bigger screen. New honestly so though, um, the full title <laughs> is New Nintendo 3DS. XL or new Nintendo 2DS XL. It's like the uh, if you've got to put a name, if you got to put new, if you got to put new in the name of the product. You've, you have you've failed somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, now it's, that being said, silly. like as ridiculous as Nintendo's naming are, their hardware is actually pretty good. Like you know, the new 3DS oh, I felt was better than the all the one. They've done well with it, and the XL form factor is actually way better for people with like our giant meat clubs. Um, you know, so, normal like, people I feel hands. Like, like on yeah. On the portable level, they've done like a good job. So, like with the 2D 2DS XL coming out, yeah, the name sucks. But the fact that they got it without the 3D feature and it's can play all the 3DS games and it's you know same form factor, I'm all right with it. It's a good price point. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, you guys are like throwing too much stuff at the wall at the same time. Like the, the price point's it. actually the thing that I'm that I'm not particularly happy about. And it's not that I'm not like I'm really? not like Was keeping myself bucks? up at night. In Canada, this will be in Canada. It will be two hundred dollars because they announced. I think the Australian price was was one ninety nine. So usually, Australian and Canada are the exact same. Yeah, I saw I saw one ninety nine. Yeah, so one ninety nine. And then if you go and and see, yeah, and if you go and see what the three DS XL new Nintendo three DS XL is, it's like two thirty nine or or something like that. So you're you're literally. You're literally dropping between thirty and probably at most thirty and fifty dollars to have the exact same hardware minus the three D on a like so I guess my point my point is, especially for kids, right? Like if you're buying this, normally the two DS was great for younger kids um originally. Because it was cheaper. The 2DS was not such a dirty form that. factor, though. Uh, yeah, but here, oh, dude, I saw people on forums complain that the new t- that the new 2DS is clamshell. I saw people complain that it's it was so clamshell much because they dirtier. It, uh, the other way, it's so much easier to travel with this. Like that's the reason why you see everyone at conventions with the 3DS versus like the PS Vita or something. Mm-hmm. This thing is a tank. It's easy to travel with. I literally throw this thing around when I like when I get back. First thing I do is I'll put it I just throw it on the table or something. The thing's a tank. So like 
I'm, I'm cool with the clamshell. But, like, the freaking... Yeah, it's kind of weird that they keep, like, putting out new SKUs really quickly. Like, you just release a Switch. Let it simmer for a bit before you start throwing out a new portable. Like, slow it down, guys. Well, yeah. Uh, Give it's us software. That, it's that, and at the same time, just to, to add this in, not, not to talk about the full thing, but you know how we were t- discussing the, the Super Nintendo or the, the rumored Super Nintendo Classic or whatever. Um, and how we had discussed how they had stopped the, the NES Classic. Reggie finally came out and talked about it here this week. Um, and there, I guess there, is this your final answer um, on this topic is, we literally just don't have the resources uh, to, to do this. We, you know, now we're, we know why. we're showing our refocusing. So now, so instead now... And they, and they said they're doubling down or they want to double down on like, you know, the, the ideas are doubling down on the on the switch and, and their handheld market. But <laughs> what really happened it's just, was it's just another, the database it's, it's just another that they silly. name all this stuff is just exploding. Like they don't have any more space in the database. So like, oh, guys, we got to get rid of something. So, all right, let's get rid of the Nest Mini. Yeah. Um, they got yeah, we'll to come up with something. But no, I like that it doesn't have 3D because honestly, the 3D on that, I always turned it off on mine anyway. I don't know if you did, Jeff, if when you were playing yours, if you just yeah. turned it off immediately. Yeah, never, it depends on the game. I never some, used of, it. some of them played well, some of them didn't. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of just like, fuck it, whatever. So I, I, I would have liked to have seen this launch side by side with the 3DS XL and not happen at the end of what is likely the last SKU in this series. I feel like series. what's going to happen is the 3DS XL and like the whole new 3DS XL is going to go kind of by the wayside because I feel like Nintendo's seen that the gimmick is kind of worn off. So they just wanted to get like a 2D platform out there so that they can just develop software for the 2D platform because the Switch has none of the 3D features either. So I feel like they're going to just try to do the whole tie-in software-wise where they don't have to do any more 3D development. So I think over the next year or two, maybe three, we're just going to stop seeing 3D titles and they're going to kind of pivot the 2DS XL into the 3DS's spot. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Possibility. I mean, most people don't even use the 3D anyway, so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think that's, that's what it is. And then I think maybe what Nintendo is thinking is well people aren't buying the 3ds because they don't want 3d they don't like it makes them feel gross they don't they don't use it so why not make a portable that is the same as the 3ds but without the 3d and it is cheaper even if it is 50 bucks mm-hmm. you don't need that fancy screen or all you don't that need, other stuff you don't need the 3d um you know, if, if if I was a consumer, which I'm not, I only got this because of a trade and it's actually valuable, um, I would definitely pick up the the 2D, the new 2DS or whatever the fuck it's called, XL over a this because I'm not going to use the 3D and it's going to be cheaper. It's the same damn thing. So, so, and I can play so, the 3D uh, games. In in general here, uh, you know, within this group, I think we just probably heard Jeff's answer, but I'll, po- I'll pose this question anyway. In general, for gaming, especially with the advent of VR uh, and whatnot, which of us, I'll go last, which of us actually cares about 3D in gaming uh, in any of its form factors? Doesn't rem- doesn't matter if it's handheld. If it's on your TV in your living room, you know, 
panic how do you how do you feel about 3D I'm wait um I'm waiting for VR more than I am 3D um when the 3DS came out I thought it was pretty cool like um and again first games like Zelda and stuff on the 3DS it was cool but it's not like a, it wasn't a system seller for me I didn't buy it because oh it's Zelda in 3D I bought it cuz I'm like it's Ocarina of Time in a portable format um so it was more of a gimmick to me um in movies I absolutely hate 3D movies. I try to go for the regular screen movies. Um, there's just a lot of flaws with the technology. We're not there yet. Maybe in like 10 years we'll have better 3D technology. But for now, I mean, it's just all optical illusions and tricks and craps. And I don't need that in my consoles. You know, I'd much rather just get like a VR headset and just get that and the immersion that way. Yeah. Mr. Black, what about you? Uh, I, I don't care about 3D for video gaming or TV. I mean, my television back there does 3D. I've never once turned it on. Um, my 3DS, I never turn on the 3D. I only own two 3D games. One of them is in here, which is Zelda Triforce Heroes. Um, even when Kayla was taking this to work to play on Backshift, she would turn off the 3D. It just hurt her eyes. So um, I'm not into it. I'm all for VR. I'm on that VR bandwagon. I love the next level. I love it when I'm more part of the entertainment. So I do love 3d the movies. Immersion. I, I do love, yeah, I do love VR. Um, I still think resident evil seven VR was the greatest VR experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, best horror game experience I've ever had in my entire life and 3d movies. Yes. Some of them are pretty shitty and the majority of them, if you're watching like Piranha 3D or you're watching some shitty, um, you know, whatever, like you're watching Thor in 3D or something, yeah, it's not the greatest. But there are movies like I feel Gravity. Like it dims the movie there are too movies much. like Avatar. There are movies um, like The Hobbit um, and different things that use 3D very well. They use very specific cameras, and the technology is there. I do agree; it is a gimmick, and a lot of movies will just throw a a snowball at your face. You're like, Whoa, um, you're, you, it more feels like you're at a, at a, at a universal ride than, than it is a movie. And the 3d really only, you even forget you're watching a 3d movie, uh, when you're watching a 3d movie until something comes at you. Um, uh, I never really got a full, full experience like I had in avatar or, uh, the Hobbit or gravity. Those are a few movies that really popped my mind. So, um, yeah, I think this is gimmicky. I think it's crap. I even have the virtual boy behind me in this <laughs> case. The king of headaches. There it is. I mean, oh, my God. It's never, it's never done particularly well, uh, but Nintendo sells portables like hotcakes at McDonald's. So uh, well, it's obviously said, worked well for them. did 3D well, but it ended up never going and mounting more. I think it's even more of a tech issue than anything. Nintendo, out of anyone, did the 3D the best. But, yeah, it's a gimmick. It is. It is. And it's not even yeah. one that really works most of the time. Nobody's in demand for it. Nobody wants, like... Yeah, it's not I in demand. I shouldn't say nobody, but there are very few people who are like, man, if only this game was in 3D, you know? We're starting to hear <laughs> that now with VR. Said like, no man, only yet. if this game was in VR. Even Adam said it, uh, who is a guy that doesn't even really like VR. Uh, I can get, we can get the guy put on a headphone. Even Adam said, I would love to, to play Abduction in VR. You know, I would yeah, love to. Puzzle, I would love to have a puzzle game like in VR, right? Genre. Yeah. So it's like you can see how VR can add to the immersion of a game instead of it just being a gimmick. 
And I don't think 3D on any game under any circumstances really adding any extra value to the game. Just eye candy. Yeah, it's just yeah, it really is. So that's my that's my opinion. Yeah, I'm I I don't like 3D basically anywhere. Movies, TV, video games, uh, the back of cereal boxes in the 90s. I just don't care where 3D is. It's all bad. Were you one of those it's kids all... where the magic eye never worked for you? Like you looked at the magic eye books and you're like, no, no, why don't I see it? I co- I collected some of the Jurassic Park ones. I still have them in a container somewhere, like in the, the back the of cereal boxes. Did you think about that joke for the last ten minutes, Adam? No, that the actually just was. came to mind now. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm actually surprised it happened because I'm tired as hell today. So the fact that that happened, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's the only joke I'm going to have today. Uh, oh. But uh, no, I've I've never cared about 3D like ever. And and Panic's right. Nintendo, uh, out of anybody for video games, Nintendo did it the best. Um, and that's unfortunate it because it was, yeah, it was unfortunate though, because it's still pretty bad. So, yeah. uh, you know, my TV upstairs is also, um, 3d capable. My plasma upstairs is 3d capable. I've never used it. My glasses are still in a, in their plastic, you know, somewhere in the house. I don't, I don't even know where know the shit they TV went. Is capable of it. Uh, probably, but here's, this is what I was, uh, you know, this, that's a good thing to say actually, because, um, TVs now, some of the highest end ones that have just, you know, been announced here, the, what CES that just happened not that long ago, yeah. they're starting to not have 3D anymore. They just stopped caring about 3D. Uh, and, and that's on panels like the OLEDs and stuff that were giving, by, in a lot of cases, not all of them, but in a lot of cases, the best 3D experience that consumers had uh, available to them since the advent of the 3D revolution in TVs where you couldn't buy a TV without it being 3D. So I, I've just never thought it was great. And, and, and it's a bit, of, a, a bit of two things for me. One, I think that the technology just wasn't there and still isn't there. And two, nobody except for a very small, like less than 1% of any entertainment genre uh, actually made good use of it actually made good use of the 3D to enhance whatever product it was attached to. Did like Jeff mentioned a couple Sony of those movies. Sony or Microsoft movies. even come out with 3D extensions to the consoles or no? Like, I don't even know if I heard about it. Yeah, there are games. Oh, yeah, there are games that run 3D off the consoles. Oh, they have 3D? Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. If your TV supports it. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not. There's not. Yeah, you know, right. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that's every game. I can't remember uh, I, hmm. because as soon as I realized I didn't care, I stopped paying attention to it. But the uh, you know that that's my take on it, and it's starting to. I think that's you know the the case in general is we're going to see less of it now because VR is going to be um, a place to to handle a lot of the gaming stuff, and I think augmented reality will be what we're going to see more for movies and TV. Um, in the future, they're gonna skip the 3D. They're gonna skip the VR. They're gonna go to. Uh, I said this a while ago. I think augmented reality will eventually supersede 3D, uh, not 3D, but VR. VR is like the half step uh, in between um, on route to to augmented reality. So uh, it's fun though. It's fun. It's one of those rare cases where you you get to see two different technologies grow side by side. We have augmented reality is growing on one side of the uh, of the fence and and VR on the other, and eventually there's going to be a weird merging point 
where the two of those things kind of become one product uh, in the probably not too distant future, uh, yeah, and that will make for some out. pretty yeah some pretty some pretty exciting stuff. I think will happen when that happens. Yeah, Next I agree. Up, I, I, I'm going to say oh, no, one sorry, thing, go ahead. and then and yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and it's going to be super short because I do want to move on. Yeah, um, sure. I, I I agree with what you said to an extent. I think I when you said, you know, 3D just isn't good or anything like that. I think the technology is there. I think it works perfectly fine. Um I just don't think people care. I don't think people are interested in 3D anymore. I think I think that gimmick is is over. VR is the new one that's in. Um and you know, the 3DS, 3D actually works well and the TVs actually have really good 3D as well. Um it's just nobody gives a shit about it. That's the tech the tech is there, just no one nobody cares. The masses don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard to care when they don't really do anything with it. <laughs> it's just just hard to sell that to somebody. Um, so, next up, before we go into break, we've got a topic that I actually find interesting. It's not... It, I wanted to build on, on this a bit because, uh, coincidentally, the title for the article that I found this for uh, is incredibly misleading in just about every way, shape, and form. Not that that should be shocking to anybody, but it wasn't necessarily clickbait. Uh, but the title gave me an idea uh, after reading it as well. Phil Spencer, who's the head guy at Xbox now, uh, has been for quite some time, was in an interview uh, discussing uh, games as services, which is where I think they got the Netflix for games thing in the in the in the title. I think is where they went you mean with an that. MMO. Um, well, even like Destiny is a game as a service, technically speaking, uh, because you get a game and then they build on content for that game for long periods of time. Like it's not a one and done situation. It's a long, it's a, it's that we talked about this before. It's a super long tail development. Uh, and he was talking about how, uh, story driven games are becoming more and more rare because the service games as a service, you know, genre has become such a, a big piece of the gaming pie that everybody's trying to work their way in there and more customers are gravitating towards games as services. So what I was going to take from, from that interview and, and, and propose to you guys is what if we took the title more literally and there was a Netflix for games, and follow me on this, they do this with TV shows and every and, and whatnot on Netflix now where, you, you know, they release a bunch of stuff and then you can binge it and move on to the next thing, so on and so forth. What if, what if story-driven games could be like that, where they put all that in front of you as a game and then they continued the story long form? So instead of having, for example, games that seem to get uh, claustrophobic in their, in their narrative because... They literally only have so much time they can cram onto a single disc, uh, or 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 for the sake of, of other content. Let's 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 say for example, Mass Effect is probably a good example of this, where they're taking story out because they need to stretch this out over a few games. When in reality, uh, it's also because they couldn't get this all into one game if they wanted to. What if they took Mass Effect, for example, and turned that into? Uh, a Netflix-like service where you were playing this and they just kept writing the story and presenting you with the game as you went. Now, that's different from like just seasons. having straight up... Yeah, and that's that's different than just having DLC because you're trapped in that same issue over and over again. But if you just let them then run their course, what would that be like for you guys? Would that be something that you're interested in so that story-driven games would maybe be able to be more profitable and allow for that to be more of a thing instead of just getting shooters where you pay for skins over and over again. 
honestly, I don't see that as anything really new. We've been doing it for at least a decade or two with MMOs. It's just a take of take instead of doing it for an MMO type of game, you're doing it for the more standard kind of games. Um, I don't really see anything new about the model. Um, I mean, we've been going towards that for years anyway. Um, any game that does DLC now is pretty much doing the same thing. Instead, instead they just want to do a subscription-style service mm. or something more like Destiny. I don't see anything new with that. Um, if that's what they want to do and if that's how they feel they can give us more content in a cool way, um, it all depends on how they execute it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not negative on it. I just don't think it's anything new. I think it's just Phil Spencer trying to be like, oh, yeah, we're trying something new. When it's really not. Well, he didn't. He didn't. To clarify, he didn't propose what I just. It wasn't told just you. him. Yeah. He's just talking oh, oh, about okay. the fact that games as services are becoming the new thing. Which, yeah, it's not necessarily new if you look at it at MMOs yeah. as a thing, because an MMO has or to be a service by it, virtue yeah. of the genre. But yeah. you know, he's talking about how it's becoming more common. I think. I think season passes are basically a foot in the door for games as a service. It's just that it's yeah. more labeled in, a, in an old-form way. But um, I know personally, I like if they had done that yeah. with a game like that, that it, if it allows the writers and stuff to drag something, not drag it on, but to expand on it, so that, for example, think of how many games, like Jeff, Outlast, this shit game that mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to do the service for, but I'm going to give this as an example because I just thought of it after watching you play it. Yeah. Outlast delivers its entire fucking story, which, truth be told, Outlast 2's story and shit is not the worst story I've ever heard in my life. It's 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 relatively unique if you know what's going on in Outlast. But they give it to you in nothing but a bunch of paper, right? That you're reading the whole thing. You don't see any of this shit. You don't experience any of this shit. It's like, here's a piece of paper. It's not even voice uh, voiceovered. You know, you're running from a bunch of hillbillies with pitchforks, but take five minutes to sit down and read this page and find out what's going on. That happens to stuff like Bioshock, for example, with the audio with the audio clips that they had that you would come across to expand on the story that they didn't have the time or resources to do it. If it was a game as a service thing where they could then take that and be able to provide it to you as a game and then not have to just say, okay, we have to cut out this content to make it something you read or something that you listen to while you're playing the other section of the game. Isn't that kind of a cool idea where you'd be able to experience more of like the stories from games that you might not have gotten it for? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on the other side and I, and, and I feel like I'm, I see where you're going and I, I, I'm not going. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just, not saying I have necessarily a side. I, I can channel my, I'm just, I'm just can, putting the idea out there. I want to channel my inner Jeff here, and um, we're going to go back to the DLC podcast. Not not the actual deal, but when we talked about it, um, uh, where Jeff and I were on the opposing sides. Um, I don't think games as a service for this kind of for like especially narrative driven stories works as well because I don't want to be doing like it all depends on the implementation. I don't want to be paying a subscription for something I don't know. Um, in Jeff's case, he mentioned that he, when he buys a game, he wants the game, like it's a set known quantity. He wants that. In my particular case, I was okay with buying a DLC pack because for me, it's an additional set known quantity of story 
I'm not I'm not too keen on the whole I'm going to pay you X dollars a month and you're going to continue the story. I don't know how much content that is. I don't know what that entails. I don't know what you're going to be giving me in that service. And I feel like it's very it's going to be very studio dependent and a lot of studios if they ever go in that kind of direction would be able to execute on it well. Like I, in most places when they try to commit on like a, you know, monthly cycle or whatever, they usually bomb out and yeah. fail. Yeah. You know, I would rather them just say, we're going to give you this bundle. It's $15 extra. If you want it, have at it. And if they want to keep releasing that every two months, sweet. If not, great. I don't want to have like be like paying them $7.99 a month for whatever. Well, here's here's my thing with the DLC. Uh, I You're right. I do want a complete game. I know you said you didn't have a problem with spending some extra money on, say, Mass Effect. My big like issue was piece, yeah. my my big issue was is the reason why you're getting DLC and you're getting it so fast without regurgitating what I said before is because you're not getting a complete game, right? They're they're giving you a game when they know damn well they're going to release a DLC that coincides with the story of the original game and they're going to either answer questions that should have been answered in the game itself or add extra content that adds to the game so that you get it feel like you have a complete experience that you have to pay for. That is where I have my problem with DLC. When it comes to this sort of thing, this is DLC to the extreme. This is them going, well, how how much money, how successful is a game going to be will determine how much time and effort they put into said story, said content afterwards. Also, you're damn, they, they know in their minds that they don't have to create a complete game. So you're going to start to get fragments of, of a game and knowing that they have time or knowing that they can give you some kind of climax and have you tune in for the next round of things, kind of like what they do on Netflix when it comes to you know, a Netflix series or something, they always kind of leave it open-ended. You, When you're watching a series on TV... They would have to completely retool their series for how they oh, develop the games if they wanted to go with that route. And they, 100%, that wouldn't fly, I don't right? think. It, it would be... I'm not down for it. I'm still old school. I like to buy my games. I like to complete my games. And then if, it done, if it's done a really There's good too job... too games you want to move on. Then I can... Yeah, I can move on. Or if they come out with DLC three months down the road and I feel as though it's unique in some way... Um, I, I sometimes will buy it. You know, I bought the Resident Evil stuff. I bought one of them, played it for a few hours. There was another one that was 20 bucks. I said, there's not a fucking chance in hell I'm paying $20 for this. So I didn't buy, end up buying it. But it's, I feel like a, a, a thing like that, it's just, we're, we're almost, we're, I know this is a hypothetical question Adam is, is asking, but when Adam really asked it, it's, it's, it's almost like it's plausible. It's almost like they could start to do yeah. this sort of shit because and I felt uneasy. I felt DLCs uneasy as you were describing it. And season passes, like season passes, kind of like the the door into this sort of thing. I mean, season passes are pretty much already That's this the line for me. With without That's the line for me, without really saying what it is, because with the season pass, you're paying for content that isn't even out yet, and they know that they have to produce more content, right? Uh, so they're only going to give you pieces of what you need to keep you interested, to keep you playing, keep you paying. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that idea at all. I think that video games should just stay buy, play, done, move on. If the game is good enough, it will do well. They can make a sequel and I'll be there to spend my money on, on that sequel. That's where I stand with it. 
Yeah. Um, like, so my, I guess if I guess if I had an actual stance on it is, um, if it wasn't a service like this, uh, or like an idea, I won't call it a service like this cause it is, it would be a service, I guess in general is, um, you know, I, I love story, story driven, long form games. I prefer them nine love times them. out of 10 to, to something that's like, popping in and then just get these quick fire uh 20 to minutes to an hour of content and then bounce out and be done with it and whatever uh that's 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 what i enjoy and and phil is not wrong when he mentions that those types of games are becoming more and more rare uh for the reason that uh for the amount of uh of time it takes to create said games the risk because of that time invested with no revenue coming in during development, the, 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 the risk graph for those games is significantly steeper than, say, a, a risk graph for a Call of Duty where they have two different development houses releasing a Call of Duty game once a year, every year, uh, and, and they know they're going to be able to cover themselves, uh, you know, ad nauseum. So, with so that... with something that, like this... Yeah. For something like this to work for me, like if we use Horizon Zero Dawn as an example, um, if you're going to use that where you have such a long, you have a huge story, you have a long development time, there's no way in hell I'm going to buy that game for 60 bucks if you're telling me that, oh yeah, we're still developing it and you're going along. You're going to have to sell that game to me for 20 bucks and then I'll pay as we go. Um, Yes, and I think that's the, I think that's the idea. The price has got to come down initially then. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, I don't think if this kind of thing existed, it would be a 79.99 Canadian peso start and then... You know, thirty dollars every give time something else comes out. with it. It's you know, it's gonna it's gonna be. You know what you guys? More. You guys know what you 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 are saying right now. You guys are. And I'm not. Guys, I'm not. I'm not on board with you this. Guys I'm just are saying hypothetically. Saying that you're okay with a technical alpha, an early access game. That's that's basically what you're saying. You're okay with because not that's even what a it little is. Bit. Well, no. it's the same. I'm not concept. okay with it. I'm saying hypothetically, That's, this is what they would have to do. It's not the same to even concept get me at all. To consider it. The, uh, well, an early it, access, it an, early, an early access, an early access title is a, a game that not even the assets are completed for. Nothing is nothing. It's not even like debugged yet. The shit's still falling apart at the seams. Yes, You're if you want to get of, if you want to get technical, if you want to get super technical with it, but I mean, or or for example, we're looking, if talking you, more t- Telltale type game. Episode one, episode two, episode whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking every the groundwork's laid out. So you pay, let's say, thirty nine Canadian pesos up front. And tax to start your 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 go, and then uh, and then you're going to pay nine ninety nine on a more than frequent basis than like once every six months, and to keep going, which it does Problem two is it things. It doesn't really work with games. No, well, it doesn't. See again, just like other things, there are. I can guarantee you, this is going to happen one way or another. You guys can both not like it. I don't like it all that much. It's going to They're happen bomb. because the cost of games is too fucking high. It's literally too expensive to make video games now. There are fewer and fewer people capable of producing games at a AAA level because the san- the standard. For what is required is insane. The market for what people want to buy is getting smaller in terms of the scope of what it is they're looking for. And so people can't just go out and make the damn game anymore and, and hope about making their money back enough to do anything more than go make another game and then just kind of live off wages and not actually go anywhere. 
games are too fucking expensive. So they need to find a way to not just sell the games for more, because there's only so much that you can say, here guys, here's the end product on the store shelves, it's the year 2020, and now instead of $79.99 Canadian, you're looking at a game that's $99.99 Canadian as a starting point, and then the digital deluxe or whatever is going to be $159, and, and moving on, so on and so forth from there. Because there is a break point there where people go, what the f- No! No, it's not. No, fuck you. So they had to find a way to break it down so that their revenue stream is smaller up front, but steadier over time so that it guarantees that they're able to continue these projects. Otherwise, yes, they need they need residual revenue. Otherwise, they're going to be dead in the fucking water unless they're Activision, Blizzard, Electronic Arts. Uh, shit, even Ubisoft at this point I don't think is 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 bulletproof in, in that regard because they haven't been pumping out nothing Vivendi's but trying mediocrity. to buy them out now. Yeah, so, you know, th- you're going to get like three fucking dudes making games. <laughs> Everybody else is going to be making like Pac-Man variations in Indie Land and that's going to be like the entire fucking scene. So... This is going to happen, so somebody smarter than all three of us combined is going to come up with a, a model that will that will woo the masses into being okay with it. The problem is they're going, to need, they're going to need a cadence where they get the game out quickly, because here's the thing. Yes. If it's going to take them three to four months to keep things coming out, people are just going to lose interest and move on. Like, Absolutely. I played Mass Effect Andromeda. I played the hell out of it. I put a couple hundred hours into it, but at this point, I've finished my playthrough. I'm putting it down, and I'm not looking at it for quite a long while. I have other games I want to play. Games are coming out all the time. So, you know, if they if they drop their price, what they're going to probably end up seeing is they're going to see the initial release, and then as each episode or whatever segment comes out, they're just going to make less and less money. Um, I don't I don't see that model catching on as much as, you know, it sounds good. Developer, the development times are too long. For them, so they got they have to focus more on how to bring the development time down rather than trying well, to say let's bring the revenue stream earlier. Well, you know what's bringing development time down right now? The tools that are Shovel being wear. used right now to create games. Okay, engines. More and more people are using one of a handful of of game engines. It's not about building your own graphics engines anymore. It's most people are using what Unity, Unreal, uh, Frostbite. And beyond that, I'm not yeah, even sure. Tech. And then, oh, uh, what's Amazon's one? Um, Lumberyard. The Lumberyard, right? So that's the new one to the club. And those are like the four. And I might be missing one somewhere along along the way there. Crytek. Yeah, but or yes. CryEngine. Okay, so you're five. You're, so there's about five, I guess, the biggest yeah. ones there. Uh, that, that technology is getting crazier and fucking crazier at what it can do and how fast you can do asset turnaround. It's going to get to a point, especially because that that you know market is also pretty competitive, where the turnaround times aren't going to be so absolutely insane as long as you have uh, your base set shit in place. It's the same reason why they reuse assets for, for sequel games and shit. It's it's there and they can make use of it. So like I said, there's going to be some higher upfront costs and then go on. I think people in chat were mentioning like Final Fantasy VII Remake, for example, where they're going to give it to us in like 101 different friggin' segmentations. I think the difference there is Square's probably going to charge you $100 piece, whereas the ideal thing oh, here is you pay $40 and then the tail of... The, the, then it drops off into your 
a subscription thing where you go along as you want, and then if you get to a point where you're like, I'm, I'm done with this, then you walk away from it. I don't think, At which I don't point, think they're going to make as much money. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to make as much money, and they're not, and they're most certainly not going to make it forty dollars entry. If they're going to do it, they're going to charge. They're going to the keep full it at rate, right up the well, front. Well, they'll charge, they'll charge whatever they'll, they can get away with. They'll they'll charge the full stack of the game, and they'll make just as much money as they do off D- DLC. And, and the only gonna way sell that this works you're going to get a massive, full game. Massive games like you know Destiny or uh, you know I, I don't know what what other big long term games there are out there, but I think just for a regular ass game for story, I mean, who's going to come out with a with a long story? Or are we going to get like Witcher four, and then we're gonna we're just, we're gonna doesn't get Witcher's a year done of it well content. though. Do, doesn't and they've Hitman already, they already do sell a like bajillion. They do Hitman episodes, Hitman. but the square, <laughs> dude, Hitman's, Hitman's doing fucking good. amazing. <laughs> that's the who new Hitman's pretty good. Hitman. They're doing real nice with that Hitman series, and that's and that's on a. But the they back literally of a series they came out. People even they came out and said right at the beginning, "You're not getting a full game." They didn't charge a huge amount for the initial game, and they said, "Here's a couple of missions." Every so often, we'll release a couple more missions. If you like them, keep buying them. And here's a bunch of multiplayer and other modes in between. Have fun. And then they literally just keep sending them out. That's all they're doing. They and they're not going nuts with it. So they they told you up front exactly what you were getting. Yeah. Like they, they 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 were very clear about that. But I think and part of it is and what Jeff's getting at, a lot of the studios, they're not going to be upfront about that. They're gonna to try to sell you that this is a full game. They're gonna charge you the full amount, but then they're gonna actually give you a much smaller piece and then try to sell you more and get more this money is, later this on. This is never ever it's never gonna bring the price down to happen in a million yeah. fucking years. The only people that can it's, do this are massive Massive games, massive oh, Destiny happen? Two, Call of Duty. You know these type is, of games. Is are Telltale the really ones. that massive? Because they do it with their games. They're huge, and the thing is, is it's 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 episodic, like like Netflix. It's they're they're they're, they're TV shows. They're not even video games. They're they're interactive <laughs> shows. You just click A and B, and the the engines that they have in those things, I could fucking if I took a weekend and I really studied how to make that game, I could probably do it over a weekend. It doesn't. There's not, there's not any, yeah, it has a big, massive audience for it, but they, they just use the coattails off of all these other bigger TV shows and they just make their own little telltale games and they already have all the scripts and everything written for it. They just go and do the exact same thing that the shows were doing, essentially. So, yeah, sure, it might work for very specific things, but as, you know, to get more story driven games out there that we don't already have, it's just not going to happen. Is, is well, here's more? here's how here's how I look at uh, how, here's how I look at it. Somebody up in big big guy TV land once thought there's no way in fuck Netflix is going to ever take off. Nobody's going to give a shit about Netflix. Everybody wants to come home and turn on their TV and they have their cable and they watch their shows at the time that they want them and that's the fucking show. And now Netflix comes up and then they stories. go, you know what? But Netflix is just for movies, and it's okay. We can live with this. We can we get the exclusivity. Netflix is in the eight dollars, Adam, and there's thousands of hours and massive TV shows and movies. My- We're talking about one game at a sixty nine dollar price tag, and then monthly wages on top of that, or or quarterly amounts of money for just that one specific title. They're two totally different things. I understand your argument. But it's it just doesn't work here. It just doesn't work under any sort of. Well, I think the I think the idea here is if this is if this is going to happen, it's highly like you said. Even you said this. It, it's highly unlikely. 
that it's going to be the developer putting on the service. Because then there will be a thousand fucking service fronts that people already hate the fact that there's, you know, Steam, Origin, Uplay, fucking good old games, all, all the shit, G2A, Green Man, game. there's a thousand and one fucking marketplaces. Nobody's going to want every single publisher to have their, or every single developer to fucking have it. So what's more likely to happen here is one of, for example, the starting point for this, where I could see this going, is Xbox, Sony, not Nintendo, Nintendo's off in their own fucking la-la land, one of those two, and maybe somebody like a, a, um, EA, I would say would be the only other major publisher I, a publisher I could say doing this, is they're going to take their first-party games if they're an Xbox or PlayStation, and they're going to take their... Uh, EA can take their series and do it because they're just big enough and the, the games that they have are broad enough in scope that they can use this service, and they will make it. They will be the ones fronting it, and that's they're going to be going for volume. It's not going to just be one game. There's going to have to be more, and then well, there's going to totally be a totally different argument. This is a totally different... We're talking about Netflix for games. What did you think we're talking about? Well, you're you were talking sixty nine ninety nine for a game, Sony or no, and yeah. then DLC for said game. You weren't saying uh, Origin going, "Hey guys, pay a monthly fee and play as many of our titles as you want." That's a totally different. They already do that, yeah, th- yeah, and it's already a done thing on, be, on many different sites. Yeah, Those sure. Are, th- okay. That's two two different things. Like that actually is Netflix for games. Great for for a specific thing. I thought our entire well, it wasn't what I thought. There's a difference between Netflix for games and Netflix originals for games. Yeah, so, Very big difference between yeah, us I mean, if can you imagine if Steam said any game on Steam that we have on our platform, you pay fifty nine ninety nine a month or sixty bucks a month, you can play any fucking game you want on Steam, any one that is in our store, that shit would sell like the fucking like God Himself. Like if Jesus came down, people would throw everything at it. We're saved. This is the show. Yes, that would work. But for a specific title. So that we can get more story out of a specific game and then pay over the over the term? Absolutely not. And not even happening. still, even still, even if Steam did say that, which would never happen, because there's a whole bunch of different publishers and it'd be a logistical nightmare on who's getting what kind of money, it would have to be somebody big enough like Netflix that would come out and start paying developers to make games specifically for them for their service like Netflix. And then if those developers that are making and they have other games older games they could bring in so that people could play as well for a monthly fee that i could see working but for for one game or even one series of game like all telltale games or something no i don't i not for the masses there'll be a handful of people that would pay the money because they can but for the masses no i think i think in my mind the there's a hybrid between those two those two ideas because in the video game world, doing a pure a pure Netflix thing where the publisher is taking most of it and then disseminating the money amongst the uh, the developers of all the games on the service, I think that that no nobody gets enough money in that in that regard to make that work. So there has to be a hybrid between the two, and I think I still stand by the fact that the the what we talked about before, where games will pull a hitman type thing, whether it's episodic or not. I am, I am, for story-driven content, uh, at the very least, 
because the other genres it's not as it's like doesn't make any sense you can't fucking do it in other genres that aren't story driven it's going to fucking happen a hundred and well they're already doing it for cod they're already doing it for percent. destiny yeah well no it's a games games is a as a service thing uh but in, in terms of a story you know more story driven shit destiny's not fucking story driven for christ it was fucking black literally their story was black versus white light versus dark wow was, yeah but that i was said literally but- it yeah, I didn't say they were story-driven. You said for story-driven games, and yes. I said, well, they're already doing it, but not for story-driven. We already have yes, that. Yes, yeah, for other it's stuff. It's nothing unique. Yeah. It's nothing unique. It would just be for yeah, story-driven games. Done. But then again, you know, what is considered a story-driven game? You know, it's it's just this whole this whole thing. Are we just going to pay for more Telltale games? It's just, bah. It's been done in different ways. Like you have Telltale Take games, you've got game. the Old Republic, you've Take got like DLC packs for other games. Come on, call it a day, man. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you that you can't put quality into your games anymore because it costs too much. Well, if you didn't make garbage for so many years, you wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing to say. Holy fuck! <laughs> wow. Well, it's true. That went off I mean, rails. I mean, you, you even you even said you even said a few minutes ago uh, about uh, uh, or, or not or EA or, or one of those one of those companies. Well, they haven't made quality games in a while, so we have that. So yeah, there th- those <laughs> that company that company is suffering because they're not making good quality games anymore, and that's that's the, the reason why they're having a hard time. Uh, you know, being confident and putting a bunch of money into a game because they have bad track records. I mean, if this, this, it's a totally different, it's a totally yeah. different story. If we're talking about track indie record. developers all trying to make record. AAA titles, of course they're going to have a hard time. But it isn't until an indie developer makes a really good selling game where they have an opportunity for their next round to make a, a AAA title. I mean, even we even watched No Man's Sky go from an indie game and you slap AAA on it, and we all saw what happened there. It's because they're making bad games. They're just making bad games. But it's not, yeah. But my point isn't isn't that they're making bad games. It's the it was the statement that like boo hoo, too bad you're making bad games. Oh, it costs too much money. The, uh, there's well, they aim too high and deliver too little. It's like to yep. make to bit to make the analogy here now would be would be and you've mentioned this uh, several times last few podcasts in Hollywood. If your movie doesn't make a billion dollars, go fuck yourself. Okay, no, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. I said if you don't make a billion dollars, you're not you're not under that umbrella of a mega hit. You're not you're not a big time movie. There's movies that are made for thirty million dollars, like District Nine, that made two hundred and fifty million in the box office. There's nowhere near. That was the biggest, uh, you know, uh, draw for that or uh, for the, for that entire production company. You make a movie like Blair Witch Project uh, for a, a small amount of money. That's why all these horror movies. That come out, they're on thirty million dollar budgets, and they do one hundred and fifty million. That is a massive success, mega money. Billion dollar movies are the new mega, like mega blockbuster movies, like super, like the elite. A movie, it, it's all about this is this is it's this all is about what profits. I'm, talking about. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about making a low budget game and then making a shitload of money off of it. I'm talking about the fact that the standard now expected that gamers expect from most shit costs a shitload of money and you have mm-hmm. to make an an astronomic amount of money to even break even on these mm-hmm. games 
So mm-hmm. it's not the the question uh, to bring it back to the point is is it's not it's not especially not for everybody and maybe not even more than a very small subsection of AAA development at this point. Is it about the well? Too bad you made a shit game. It's the the expectations are so damn high now, and the cost of it to get to those expectations is so damn high now that unless you are literally half God and half made of luck, most of these games are going to be labeled as shit. And they get labeled as shit. I've lost both of you completely. (laughs) I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but you're, you're you're not seeing the other side. These companies, they market their games like they're the second coming of Christ. They, they make these crazy trailers. They, they go on stage and they tell everybody how fucking groundbreaking it is and all the new shit that they've, that they've managed to create. And there's all these great, they, they oversell their product. And then when it comes out, people are like, what the fuck is this? This is everyone overhypes. It's, it's the thing. That's, that's it's, the it's problem. You have to. Well, no, you don't. That's the problem. What what, what happened? What happened to uh, making a great a great game and going? Wow, that shit was fucking awesome. Word of mouth. Show spreads. the game for what it is. Let people make the decision. But they're never going to do that because now it's like we have to make as much money as possible. So they're going to hype the shit out of it. They're not going to let the to. game necessarily talk on its own merits. No, you get wrecked. They they there's, just there's, they over they overhype the games. I, I I agree they're expensive to Blizzard make. Blizzard is I, Blizzard and other games are very similar. Like if you look at games like Overwatch, look at all the fluff material they put out for that game. It is an arena shooter, which is like you know with some hero elements. But they start releasing like three D shorts and all these other long movies. Not saying they're bad, but that's how they're trying to sell the game. Like this is a shooter that has a lot of story in it. The story has absolutely zero relevance to anything, but it's their way of like hyping up the game. And that's the problem. Like, you have all these things that are tangentially not related to the game and the actual game itself, but they're producing all of it. They're spending time on all of it to get people to buy the game. Yeah. I, I just, Kinda the reason why I say boohoo is because I don't feel sorry for the publishers. Uh, if, if they make great games, great games sell. If you make a great album, it's going to sell. If you make a great movie, it's going to sell. Obviously, there are things in between. You need to market it, you need to get. Sometimes it in the right hands, but guess what? We're in it. We're in a time now where if you make a great game, the shit will sell because gamers are desperate for good playing games. Problem is everybody's making the same regurgitated bullshit and they're all trying to out one each other, which jacks up the prices on how you make a game. And that's just the way it is. They just need to stay focused and make a good game. That's it. And it's it's no different. Like if No Man's Sky stayed an indie game, and they and they gave us what they originally said, and we paid the thirty nine bucks, we would not have had any of this outcry. But it's when these games they they come out and they try and be something that they're not. That's when you get the backlash. And I think a lot of these games are, are feeling the wrath. Even a game like Call of Duty. And now that they're bringing it back, and hopefully they put some money into their game, it'll sell even more. There's been a lot of, I mean, we're crying here. I mean, you're crying. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of great games that have come out in the last year. Amazing games. Gaming in the last year has been like the best it's been in like five years. I disagree. Five or seven. Oh, I've, dude, the games that have been coming out have been insane. Some games are great, but I'm actually, fe- I, I actually feel like we're in a glut. 
Oh, I don't at all. I, I don't at all. I think the, the the some of the titles that have been coming out over the last year is just it's been a it's been a, the holy grail of games for the last year. I look it's, at I look at I look at Steam. I look at games coming out, and I'm like, this is all shovelware. It's shovelware. Uh, yeah, yeah, some good games came out, but I, I'm like, yeah, no, no. I think you're on a. I think agree you're on to a disagree. Huge crack pi- I think you're on a huge crack pipe. Agree right to now disagree. Because- <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I can do that. I, I'm, We've, sorry, okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not discounting. We've had some good games, but like, compared to previous times, great maybe. games have been in the last while on a number. I'm of somewhere. Occasions. I'm somewhere in between this this year. You've been so watching the same stream. Have you been watching the same stream? 2017's yeah. real, real good. 2016 was I. 2017 is like actually insane. Like the first quarter alone is bank breaking with all the games that that have come out that people want to get their Some hands on. Some great games have come out. Yeah. Holy shit! It's been nuts. But 2016, not. I mean, it was kind of whatever to me. But yeah, 2017 this year is is pretty much straight. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like fire. it's like we're crying for great games, but we're getting great games. So I don't I don't even know what the what the argument. Uh, or, or what the discussion was really about. I don't think we're in desperate need. I think we're at a high time for games right now. There's a lot of excitement uh, with titles that are coming out. I, I'm down for gaming right now. I'm, I'm. F- I think the uh, well, the, the original conversation to the point of it, we all went off on a thousand different directions was that story-driven games specifically have become more or is, are becoming more rare um, in rare. the marketplace. Which even for this year, with all the games that are really, really hype, the the story content or whatever for them is not the forefront thing at all anymore. It's it's just you know the we're getting more like we talked about in other podcasts. It's it's as much fluff as humanly possible. It's, it's as many collectibles as possible. It's you know hunting collectibles. This. Yeah, <laughs> it's the year of the collectible. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, all unless we need you're playing is a, like is a, a naughty games do- or naughty dog game, then then you're getting story. Yeah. But then it's not. That, then it's not as bad. There's not a whole. There's not a whole. I agree. There's not a whole lot of games out there that is just yeah. like, oh my god, the story. Um, That's the, there. Still, there still are. But you're right. A lot of like it is the, collectible. Yeah. Hey, we've got a we've got a ten out eight to ten hour game, but we've got forty hours of collecting shit or just pointless side quests. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. That's- yeah. That's oh. every game right now. It's just how many how many things do you want to collect, bruh? Yeah, have a have a good time. Uh but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go into uh into the first break now that we've talked in circles about something. I don't even know what my point was anymore. I don't know what anybody's point was in that whole <laughs> argument. You lost. I don't us. know if anybody knows what the fuck it was. Uh I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm on like two hours of sleep. So if I make no sense today, technical alpha why. man. Um, so yeah, we're going to go to break. We're going to do our uh, major sellout reminder that we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Patreon, everywhere. You can get your hands on this stuff. We've got our, our, our own RSS feed, of course, for you to plug into podcast addict or whatever other, uh, applications you so choose to use. And yes, currently at the moment, live streaming on twitch.tv slash technical alpha, where we will have emoticons for you soon so that when things do light on fire we go into 4k on patreon is that what we're doing oh by the way we got 10 more openings on that hundred dollar slots did we i didn't put that up yet oh but i did oh (laughs) i've got access you did oh you did all of my projections for the merch rip (laughs) so if you guys were wanting that hundred dollar slot we got 10 more open 
Oh my that's goodness! Been our, that's been our hot seller. That's been the one that's been You're selling dirty. like crazy. You're dirty, that's Jeff. True. Oh, I'm dirty. That's true. It is the most. Sure it is it. the most requested one for sure. So I, I can't yeah, even. I can't even hate on that. It's the most can't requested argue by a long, a long shot. But yeah, you can find us on all that. Uh, once again, Jeff and I are going to be doing that. That retro. I have a uh, question versus. for both of you. Mm. Now, for the hundred dollars or whatever that comes in from all this dirty sellout, like, do we? Can we expense the soap we have to buy to clean ourselves off? Mm. Maybe, mm. I'm sure. I'm sure we can talk Maybe. to the accountants about that. I think we can probably make that happen. All right, it's gonna be a lot of soap. Oh wait, like, no, I lied, guys. I lied. Soap. I opened up five more slots. I didn't open up. Oh, 10. only five? Oh, you just yes. trolled the shit out of everybody right now. I only opened only up five. five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I only opened five. So it's even it goes now, now you're just you're going full Nintendo now, Jeff. I know. Full I know. Nintendo <laughs> on that stock level. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So yeah, go go and uh, go and check out our Patreon. Plus, we're gonna get that new retro versus yeah, the if retro you're five dollars and above. So I mean, if you're not on Patreon yet, you better at least get in that five sheet if you want some of that retro video game content from. Yeah, Adam that and should I. be fun. It should be. Oh, will be, be fun. I'm kind of scared to see what the first game is that we pull off of that wall. Uh, but yeah, we will be we will be right back uh, after this sellout break. I'm going to get some more water and inject myself with caffeine so that I can actually form coherent sentences in the second half. So until then, guys, sit tight and sell out hard. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying Technical Alpha and are interested in supporting us, do I have a solution for you? We've set up a Patreon page to help us help you help us and you. We've got a list of options that would make a used car salesman cry that provide you with a range of goodies for your support. Head on over to patreon.com slash technicalalpha to see what's up for grabs. Do you like badges and stuff? Subscribe to us on Twitch TV to get, well, badges and stuff. Technical Alpha is live streamed every Friday at 8pm Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash technicalalpha, so if you're in the neighborhood, be sure to stop by. Listening to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, or another podcast app? If you're having a good time, be sure to give us a thumbs up. It's a simple thing, but it goes a long way in helping us reach more people. And really, more people should be able to judge us feverishly. It's only fair. Honestly, though, while we like to joke about the sellout, just being a regular listener is a huge help, and we're incredibly thankful for all of your support. Technical Alpha will continue soon, so sit tight. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I, honest to God, at this point... I can't, I can't tell, uh, after today, like tomorrow or sometime, I'm going to have to like sit down and, and look at my audio levels. Cause now I'm like fooling myself as to whether or not my mic is coming in like hot as Hades or what the hell is going on, but we'll figure it out for now. Let's just assume that everybody on iTunes and, uh, SoundCloud don't have their ears bleeding. Uh, so, uh, Adam coming off of that audio shit, man, you just can't, you, you, every podcast, you gotta go on I about gotta, that shit. I have to. My God, Dude, it's man. my life. I have nothing else go. to live for. Just let it go nothing, and move on, I have nothing else to live Jesus. for. This is my life. Ugh. This is Jeff, my life. can you learn the song from Frozen and just sing it to Adam Pierce? Let, let, let it go. Just let it go, man. Let it go. You know me, I gotta sound better than everybody else, bro. It's my life. Ugh. <sighs> One job. Maybe I'll get in on that on the, that audio book hype. Start reading reading books to people. Be do amazing. It. <laughs> do do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So since we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because we went on for literally five and a half years uh, in that last podcast, 
We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about uh, about Jeff's most anticipated movies, but actually, before we do that, we have a something that segues lovely into the most anticipated movies. And I'm gonna guess this is Jeff that wrote this in, but I'm not 100 percent sure on this. No, that was um, me. That was me. Oh, it was panic. Okay, I thought it might have been. So it's okay because Jeff will be able to talk about this. I'm sure at great length. Uh, the resurgence of M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. In uh, in the film world, uh, which I'm guessing is in reference to the fact that he's got at least one movie en route, and he's done a couple of others, uh, and he's trying to reclaim, you know, his... Uh, I'm not a film, shitty movie maker title. Yeah, film, yeah, film creating honor <laughs> after some of the movies that he did in, in oh years past. So, Panic, since you wrote this in, I want to hear, hear from you what the, what the scoop is. Scoops. What um, is it? So um, I'm going to actually start this off first. Um, Jeff, I I think you watched Split. Am I correct? Watch everything, Panic. Or have you? Ice. Making <laughs> sure. Just making sure. I see everything. Not all of us have time like you do for that. Go watch movies <laughs> all the time. But, I make time. But no, Split. Yeah, exactly. So um, they actually recently announced that um, they're, they actually optioned the movie for a sequel to Split and also for Unbreakable. Now, those um, Unbreakable was one of M. Night Shyamalan's older movies that was like, got him a lot of critical acclaim, you know, mm-hmm. shortly after Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Split is a more recent movie. Yeah. Split came out, um, I think it's about a month or two ago, um, and it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Um, and it was actually not bad. Like, I was surprised. Like, I went to watch it with my dad because we were just trying to kill some time, and we were actually going to go watch something else, but we couldn't watch that, so we ended up watching Split. Um, and we were pleasantly surprised that, um, one, it was a pretty good movie, and two, M. Night Shyamalan made it, which confused us because he hasn't made a good movie in almost a decade. Mm. Um, and now that they've... I'll rebuttal that when it's time, but keep going. You can rebuttal that. You can rebuttal <laughs> that. So, like, they've actually announced with the sequel, and I'm actually really intrigued when they put it together. Um, so, like, I'm kind of thinking, like, was this, is M. Night Shyamalan coming back? Has he learned his lessons from the past? Like, is... is it's something happening here. So I figured Jeff would be very interested in talking about this in some Je- way. Yeah. Jeff, before you, before you probably rebut what he just said, what I want to hear first is from, for somebody who's not a huge movie buff, uh, yeah. then I'm speaking for myself and probably a, a number of people that listen to this podcast. Probably a lot of our viewers. Um, is, uh, I is, no, I think you a know, lot of people like movies. No, well, no, it's not that. It's it's not that's that's not where I'm going with this. Is people know M Night Shyamalan for you know um, Sixth Six Sense, Sense, and then the internet meme that followed M Night Shyamalan, where everything's just a fucking bad plot twist. You know, uh, I feel Signs, like that's the only reason people the know. You know, yeah, I think that's fog. the only people, reason people know who M Night Shyamalan is, is. It's just, hey, it's an internet meme about plot twists for everything that happens forever. So, can you give a brief? history of of M Night Shyamalan where he where he got big and then maybe then talk about where he started to fall off and stuff just so we have an idea of what exactly why it's important that he's coming back now yeah so uh M Night Shyamalan is for those that don't know he's a movie director um he was beloved for many years and still is to certain moviegoers myself being one of them um, he is the guy that makes the twists. I mean, when you go to an M. Night Shyamalan movie, you typically are looking for the twist. 
during the movie. So you're trying to figure out, okay, you you kind of overthink that. And he even knows that and he'll play that. He'll he'll throw little loops and he'll do things to make you think something, but it'll be totally different. And nine times out of ten, um, you, you, do, you never really figure it out. Like, or you may have part of it figured out, but then something at the end will be like, oh my God, really? So he's, he's always had that, that, um, that element of surprise. Now his big breakout role that made him a superstar director was the sixth sense. And I mean, if you guys haven't watched the sixth sense, uh, if you're listening to this podcast then you should absolutely go watch that film, it's incredible. Uh, that came out in 1999, 98 or 99. I think it was 99. And, uh, it was just, it was massive. I mean, it was just massive. Started it was Bruce, a great movie. Uh, Phenomenal movie. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it just it was great. It had that little creepy kid that doesn't Were really do Oscars movies anymore. Were there Oscars involved in the Sixth Sense? I would imagine. Um, I can. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I would imagine that it would have been nominated for some kind of Oscar. It made a shit ton of money. Uh, I know the budget was small. It was like 40 million. It ended up doing like 300 million just in the U.S. Uh, it did. It made um, a it lot. Did of cash. not win anything. It's probably nominated. It was nominated. It was nominated a for lot. best picture, best supporting actor, best director, best supporting actress, best original yeah. screenplay, and best film editing. It got. Yeah. It got so, it sweeped. It's just an amazing, amazing film. Uh, and then he came out with Unbreakable, which to some is an even better movie than The Sixth Sense. I absolutely loved uh, Unbreakable. That came out in two thousand. Great. Absolutely amazing. I'm actually going to watch as soon as I'm done. The stream, or and we have a meeting. I actually consider. I'm going to watch it. What are you saying? I consider Unbreakable to be the original superhero movie, and I think it was still one of the best ones out there. It's amazing, and 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 I won't spoil it because it really you can't spoil any of M Night Shyamalan. I'm going to name a bunch of movies, but I won't spoil any of the endings for you guys because obviously that's the element. And for people that have watched these movies, you know what I'm talking about. So Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Then Signs came out. Signs, another great movie. I loved Signs. Uh, Some people. Terrible movie, in my opinion. Woo! Wow, Signs. Damn, that wasn't wasn't even like a a minor adjective. That was just straight up terrible. It was... I was I was completely on board with it, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, "What the shit is this garbage?" And I was a kid when it came out, and I was thought, "This is stupid as hell." Wow. Okay. Uh, Continue, well, please. I'm you sorry. Should, you should watch. You should watch as an adult because it's it's an amazing movie. Uh, just an amazing cast. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it's it, the cast it's, was amazing. I, no doubt on the cast. Yeah, I, I loved. I love Signs. Uh, many people love Signs. It won it won awards. It's rated very highly. It's a great, it's a great film. Then after Signs is where shit started to go sideways uh, for him. He came out with a movie called The Village, which came out in 2014. Uh, which you know what, some people actually liked. I was not a huge fan of it. It's one of those movies where you go in and you appreciate it because it's the director. I think I was a little biased because I love and my Shyamalan so much. He had such a good track record. I kind of let it pass. It was one of those movies where. You have a favorite director or actor, and it, the movie doesn't do it for you, but it's enough to kind of keep you semi-satisfied, and you you just kind of forget about it. That was The Village for me. And then it really went to shit with Lady in the Water, and then The Happening happened, oh my God. Uh, which was the absolutely fog. a dumpster fire. The Happening uh, which is had, so fucking hilarious. Which had Mark Wahlberg. It's a comedy. It's literally a comedy. And oh, then yeah, the worst of them all came out and it is the last second last movie I walked out of I've walked out of two movies in my life 
One of them was Borat. I walked right out of Borat, couldn't <laughs> handle the comedy, didn't like it at all, thought it was just the dumbest shit ever. Maybe if I was a stoner and I, I, I don't know, I was in a coma, I could have enjoyed that movie. But I walked out of Borat and I walked out of The Last Airbender. That movie was so bad that it was almost as bad as Dragon Ball Evolution. It was so fucking bad. The Last Airbender flopped so hard in the box office. People hated the movie so much. He got death threats. People, like, I mean, he he fell off the fucking planet for a few years. And then he came back to planet with After Earth starring Will Fer- Will Ferrell, Will Smith, and his shitty <laughs> son, Jaden, Jaden Pickett Smith. The movie was so bad, I couldn't even finish it. I didn't go to the theater to see it because I knew it was going to be was a Was After Earth fire. the one with John Travolta, or was that some different one? No, no, that's, I think you're thinking of uh, Battlefield, uh, or Battle Earth, oh, or whatever right, the fuck. Right, 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 right. Uh, that I was, just remember that how was a bad. dumpster fire, too. But, I mean, After Earth is with there Will was... Smith and his son, Jaded Smith. It is absolutely there was a point. A horrible. There's a point in movie theaters where you sit down and you'd see trailers for movies and people are like, oh, that looks interesting. And then you'd see directed by M. Night Shyamalan and you would hear audible groans in the movie theater of people yeah. like, oh, God, really? And then it was it literally became the anti-selling point. It's like, I will not go watch this movie. So for to, to make a long story not as long, it basically is M. Night Shyamalan had an amazing career in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then all of a sudden, he did a 180. I don't know if he... I mean, I've listened to hours of interviews with him. Uh, I've listened... I've watched all of his films, even the shitty ones, even if I rage quit them. He... I think he cracked under the pressure of trying to create the twist, and it, it twist became forced. It became forced. Now, where Tabin came in and he said he hasn't made a good movie in a decade beyond, besides... Uh, Split, which I agree was a phenomenal movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I saw it twice. It was, Split was fantastic. It was, it was great. It was a mixture between thriller, horror, uh, and if just. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. It's a psychological fuckery, and it's scary because it's it's real. Like these people exist, um, and you almost feel for them too. Like it's 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 a it's a crazy good movie. Uh, but he made. And if you watch uh, Split, message me, and I'll tell you something cool after. He made a movie before Split, and this is why this is why I'm so excited uh, for his sequel to uh, Unbreakable is because he's had two good films back to back. Last one was uh, Split, and the one before that was The Visit. I don't know if you've seen The Visit or not, which was another horror oh, film. It was a it was a small uh, a small budget, uh, five million dollars. That's it. Five million bucks. He, I do believe, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost certain, he forked up the whole money himself. He produced the whole thing. He paid for it. He paid the actors. He did everything. He sat down and he made The Visit. Now, when The Visit came out, he didn't even advertise it as an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, when the previews came out, everything, you never really saw his name. It was, like, in super small print. Now, for years, M. Night Shyamalan was the movie seller. He was, like... Um. Uh. 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 What's his face? Uh. Name a big director here: Steven Spielberg or James Cameron or Christ- Christopher Nolan. Guys. Right. He he was yeah. he was the star of the films. Right. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. When, when these guys come out with the films, you, you you're gonna go watch go the watch movies. It. Right. You're just gonna go see them. So M Night became that guy that was afraid to put his name on a poster, on a trailer, and 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 
advertise it that way because he knew people would be like, I'm there's no way I'm watching his fucking shit because it's it's been so bad for so long. So the visit came out and a lot of people went to the visit not even knowing that M. Night Shyamalan was directing and writing the film. Uh, a movie turned out to be I, I'm okay. I'm not going to overhype it here. It wasn't like you know groundbreaking, but it wasn't a disappointment. And he he proved not only to myself, but most importantly to himself, that he could create uh, a great suspenseful horror horror uh, like a horror thriller movie with a good twist that wasn't overdone, that wasn't overcooked, that wasn't over simmered. It was just this is it. Wasn't overhyped. There it is, and it was super successful. Budget of $5 million, uh, it grossed $65 million uh, just in the U.S. So that was a big boost to him. And then, of course, when Split came out, that made a bajillion dollars. I mean, that did really, really well. So he's been on a really good track record uh, since 2015. Unbreakable, in my opinion, is probably his best movie uh, he's ever done. It's it's between that and Sixth Sense. Um, but I, I'm, I'm swaying towards a breakboard. I'm going to watch it again tonight. So I'll, I'll, I'll reinforce that, but I'm, I'm excited about this and I obviously don't want to talk too much about the movies because I don't want to spoil it if anybody hasn't seen it. But if you haven't seen it by now, Jesus, you should, what are you doing? Uh, you need to go see these movies, uh, cause they're really good, but I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'd ask Adam what he thinks, but he, I don't think he's probably seen like any of these movies. No, he probably I mean, sees I, I'm not I'm, like, I'm not wasting my time on that. No, like, I, I've. You know, I'm not I'm not a, a big a big movie guy. When I get into a movie, I do really enjoy it, and then I'll buy it in every format that's ever fucking existed for the next decade or something. But I'm not somebody that goes out and You're I don't keep real track casual. of. No. Yeah, I don't I don't keep track of like uh, you Easy, know, directors all that much. I I don't I you know I'm not into that. I'm uh, I just I see something I go yeah okay or nope. And with M. Night Shyamalan movies, it's been pretty much universally, eh, nope, for a very long time. And so, um, yeah. you know, with these movies that we're talking about now and the ones that, I, you know, and, and I've read about uh, Split and and, and um, Unbreakable or wh- whatever, I think was the other one that was mentioned. Uh, you know, those movies, maybe I'll go and, and, and watch at some point. But he just had, you know, uh, such a long track record that I just started avoiding his movies. Like a lot of people probably did. So I'm happy that now he's starting to rebuild the Shyamalan brand that existed, Shyamalan, you know, dong. almost 20 years ago. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. he's he's bringing it back. Uh, and I'm OK with he's that. He's rebooting uh, himself. He's yes, exactly. Himself. He's he's bringing it back, and and I'm happy for him because I'm I feel I have to feel bad for him a little bit because you know when you make a movie that is like let's say the Last Airbender, which is built off of a franchise um, backed by a group of people that are just this side of K-pop fans when it comes to like anime people and the Last Airbender or like a Naruto or some shit like that, you're going to get some crazed. People, if you don't smash it out of the park, and not only did he not smash it out of the park, he didn't even he hit the ball. The park entirely didn't even hit the ball. He didn't show. He showed up to baseball using a golf club. He didn't know what he was doing or how he was I, I, doing it. He he missed the stadium. He just he, he yeah. drove right by it. Didn't realize. It kept going. Showed up at the Starbucks and just you know got lost along the way. But I'm happy he's he's made it 
he's made it to this point. And I hope his new movies do well, because, you know, he's got these ones and he's talking about how he's excited because he's been able to talk about the fact that these are now tied together and happening technically in the same universe or whatever. He's been talking about that in his interviews. And so, you know, good on him. And uh, I'll probably be the guy that waits until they're all out and then I'll sit down and tie them all together type thing. So I'll watch them and then see them in its entirety. Well, the, and They don't really... Well, I know they don't go together, they don't but really, they're different they movies. Don't really tie. They they're do, different. but they don't. They do, but, but you they know don't. what I mean. I'll, I'm I'm yeah. one of those guys. I'll, I like it's to. More, I like it's to his movies like, standalone. Yeah, it's it's his more of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you you have like a a Hulk movie, you have a Thor movie. That's yeah, kind of like how the these same, movies are. They're yeah, yeah. they're but in there was the no same Avengers universe, but they're separate things. Uh, yeah, there's so, no Avengers movie happening. An M. Night so, Shyamalan Avengers movie where the kid from The Sixth Sense and 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 uh, Aang from Last Airbender get together and fucking take on uh, some shitty other character. I don't know. I've got nothing so else. So I'm gonna move into uh, I'm gonna move into the next part uh, where yes. I guess you guys can you guys movies. can chime in. More movies, man. I could talk about movies. More movies, forever. movies, movies, movies. We're gonna talk about your uh, most we're gonna anticipated. Talk about, we're gonna talk about your guys's too. I mean, uh, well, Adam probably will see two of these movies. The way I'm sure, it, the way I see this, the way I see this happening, Jeff, is you're pretty much gonna be like in May. These movies are coming out, and and then which one I'm either gonna sure. know about them, and then we're gonna be like. And then we're going to go over them, and then we're going to be hyper not. So I'll let you drive this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm driving And then I'm you can kind of be like, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, I'm driving yeah, this. So, so let, what, do, what do we got? You guys we got can drive all the summer. Nintendo talk you want to talk about for yeah. the first two hours. I'm driving movies, boys. I'm driving it. I'm all driving right, we're in the, the fun we're bus. In the fun bus. We're in the fun we're, bus. So what do we got? What's What movies right. are coming up? All right, I got my list here. All right, so in May, in ter- I'm only going to be giving like big, bigger movies sure uh in may we've got the beginning of the month we've got guardians of the galaxy volume two and then we've got uh alien covenant and then we've got snatched and so um i actually don't even know what the fuck snatched is i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you is that like continuation of snatched or no Oh, you know what? I do know what it is. It it is the it is the uh the comedy between what's her face that I can't stand. Um the oh, not, not the Melissa McCarthy, that's... but the other one. Oh yeah, Amy oh, Schumer. Okay. Oh, Amy okay. Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah, it's it's where her and her when mom When are we going to get a movie with M- Melissa McC- uh, Have we gotten a movie with both of those two in them in it together yet? Has that happened yet? Mm. Because I don't, I don't think the world's ready for that. That's going to be like some the, the universe I know I'm implodes not. type shit. Yeah, I know I'm not. But anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, I am pretty excited about Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume oh, yeah. Two. The first one was absolutely incredible. It was like the sleeper. It was it was just so damn good, and I love the fact that um, it's all kind of coinciding. It's it's in that Marvel universe, so maybe we're going to get some other characters or see some other things that are going on through there. Um, I'm just pumped up. They're adding more uh, people to the to the team. There's a couple of mm-hmm. new characters are thrown in there. But, of course, we're just going to get some of the more or uh, some more of the older characters. And apparently this one is going the whole Fast and Furious route where it's all about family. It's all about family. Oh, really? Oh, everything's yeah. about family. Bam! So, well, they yeah, kind of alluded uh, to that in the first one. 
Yeah, so that that's uh, and then you know reviews have already started to come out. Uh, they've been they've been positive for the most part. Um, I've been hearing it's not very as good James Gunn as again. the first, but it is still very serviceable and a damn good time in the theater. So that's pretty much what I was expecting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm gonna add two to the list before mm-hmm. you continue. Um, two movies, King Arthur. Yeah, oh, yeah, King Arthur, okay. yeah. and then uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm curious what your take Whoa, on Whoa, that comes out in May? Yeah. Pirates? Uh, 26th. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, well, then there you go, Panic. Well, damn, I didn't know it came out. Are you sure it comes out in May? Yeah, I have it listed on the, I have it listed on the 26th. I've already been getting uh, email promos saying buy your tickets. Damn. Yeah, it does, too. I'm seeing it. Wow. Okay, I thought that came out first week of Jeff, June. Jeff, what the fuck? Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> we believed in you! Oh my god! Okay, so so yeah, and also <laughs> also Baywatch comes out in May as well. So that that also oh comes Baywatch out. is in May. I, Bay- I saw the trailer for that, and I don't know if I was cracking up because I feel like they're gonna like I feel like they're rebooting that series of like that era of like Baywatch and like Jump Street into comedies, and it looks hilarious. But I don't know, dude. I I, like, I didn't realize really May was so stacked. I've got the whole list up here now, and it is there's yeah. a lot of movies coming out and. Wow. Um, okay, so Baywatch. The King Arthur one actually looked interesting to me. Okay, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about King Arthur here for a second. What What do you What do you think? That comes out in like two weeks. Yeah, that comes out um, soon. Um, I like I like the guy. I like the trailer for it. It looked really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. like they're trying to reboot that into kind of like a lore franchise, mm-hmm. and I feel like they can do really good stuff with the style of it. Um, also, um, I think it's like Charles Hunnam or whatever. Is, I don't actually know how to say his name, but he, the guy from Pacific Rim, yeah, the, uh, the Jaeger pilot. Yep. Um, he's in it, and it seems like it seemed like it could be very interesting. Um, so I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I you know I'll, I'll give him my money to go go watch it. Um, I'm hoping they do something well with it because like we haven't had a good King Arthur movie in a I don't long think, ever. Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or a little, very long time. It, it's when you said if ever, you're I'm kind of with you on there. We haven't really gotten a super yeah, good so King like, Arthur movie. And I feel like if they do this one correctly, um. I'm going out on a limb here. Um, they could probably go maybe a step below Lord of the Rings in terms of mm. epicness if they mm. do it right, because they can do Knights of the Round Table and all that fun stuff. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to give it a go. So I yeah, want to yeah. see what your opinion was on that one. Yeah, it's the dude. It's it's the dude that stars in um, Sons of Anarchy, and of course he was in Pacific Rim oh, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, Charlie Charlie Hunnam, or however you pronounce his last name. Yeah, um, he's not a bad actor. I like him. The the, yeah. the 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 trailer. It looks unique. It it almost feels. It actually feels very Game of Thronesy, but with yeah. with a with a pop culture twist to it. It feels. It feels. I don't want to say like a music video, but it, it, it's, <laughs> it has it's, a lot of potential. It, it does. Um, it's one of those toss-ups for me. So without getting too far into it, it's one of those toss-ups. I'll definitely go and see it. I'll probably see it on opening night, and then perhaps we'll chat about it when the time comes. Uh, the other one yeah. is Baywatch. Adam, have you seen any of the previews for Baywatch? I mean, if you've been on the internet, you oh, must yeah. have saw, saw something. Well, I've, I mean, seen, I've, seen, I've seen trailers for most of these movies we're talking about right now. But yeah, Baywatch. Nice. I mean, shit, dude. It's the fucking rock, man. Come on. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. it, the, rock, the rock was born for the, the reboot of Baywatch at this point. And you got Alexandra, or uh, what's her name, Alexandra Daddario, or whatever. Yep. One oh, of the one show. of the easiest on the eyes oh, in existence God. right now. Yes. And you got uh, Zach Efron, Zac Efron right? who is literally got eighty six abs, and I don't know where they come from, but he just keeps He's adding more. Surprisingly onto his body. funny. 
He is a he's good, surprisingly he's a, yeah. funny too. I think yeah. I think yeah. I think I think Zach gets like, gets a hard yeah. time because of of like where, how he started and everything. But I, I mean, Zach's he's a surprisingly good funny. He's hilarious. He's pretty. He's a pretty funny guy. I think I think the, the movies. I, I think you have to go into Baywatch knowing that it's going to be you know uh, there's going to be callbacks. There's going to be a lot of cheese. There's going to be a lot of easy jokes. Everything's right. going to be on the nose. Uh, but if you go in. Oh yeah, but you yeah. gotta. Uh, not that much is Baywatch. Not that much is gonna fall mm. flat. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Even the rocks got titties in this one. Um, no, I think it's. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't know if I'm gonna see it in the theaters. I think it will depend on my mood. Like if I really want to go and pay money to watch it in the theater. Uh, but uh, I think it'll be fun. Yep. I think it will be fun. No. I don't think there's I anything agree. wrong with it. As far as the King Arthur thing, and for me, I I I, I saw it's it. uh, directed by Guy Ritchie, by the way. Yeah, so, so that I, makes when, it more when, interesting to me. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, what was the the movie that uh, I saw that the, I can't remember what it, what it was that we had just recently gone to see now, but we uh, both both uh, both Gabs and myself were were like we're like okay, I guess was our general <laughs> general takeaway from that was. You know, all right, cool. That was I mine for, when I saw the trailer. It, like, yeah. I thought about it more afterwards, though. Like, like I was, I was again, look like with the whole thing of I want to watch more movies. You know, keep up with Jeff a little bit. But I, I thought about that, and I'm like, you know what? That actually looks like a good candidate. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. I, it, like I said, it's going to yeah. be a toss up. It'll either be really, yeah. it's really a Netflix awesome movie for me. That one for sure, or it'll be. I'm meh. not seeing that. Uh, I don't see it being no. bad. Yeah, Guy right. Ritchie just doesn't make bad things, so I am assuming yeah, it's going to be. He won't sign on if it's bad. Exactly. Um, all right. So up next, we've got Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men mm. Tell No Lies. Uh, I have been personally checked the fuck out of Pirates of the Caribbean. For, <laughs> so I, I didn't I, watch actually, after the second one. I, um, um, I, I, I got like to the third. I got. I mean, I've watched them all. Okay, I've I've seen them all. But I heard I'm they're the, funny, but I've I, I'm that guy that and there's some diehard motherfucking Pirates of the Caribbean fanboys and fangirls out there, and I get it, I get it. It's the only role that Johnny Depp has done relatively well and consistent throughout his entire career. He's had some good movies. He's I mean, Tony Stark of Pirates. Yeah, he is the Tony Stark of Pirates. But here's the thing. And people can go ahead and disagree. You can let me know in the chat. You can you can hit me up on on uh, on Twitter, or you can smash me in the comment section of this YouTube video. Johnny Depp has been so uninteresting, and for so long he has played the same damn character in almost every single movie this guy has been in in the last fifteen years. There are very very few movies that I have seen of Johnny Depp. Beyond, besides the the Sweetie Todd movie or whatever it was, uh, what was this called? Yeah, it was Sweetie Todd. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah yeah that's yeah yeah uh, that, that wasn't there, the title of the movie. No, but that was yeah yeah okay yeah yeah. I mean, even that one, he even played sort of the same character. I'm actually thinking of a different one. I'm thinking of the one where he he played. Uh, see, Edward that's what I'm talking about. Hands the, the, way no, back no, no, in the, the day. This is this is what I'm talking about. They're they're all the same. That that's why. Uh, I'm talking about the the one where he plays the gangster, the fucking uh, the the mobster from uh, gangs. Was he in Gangs New York? 
No, 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 no. He played a he played a major mobster. I know this movie. I saw it in theaters. I forgot the name of the movie. Yeah, I feel I'm like gonna, I'm, I'm gonna seeing look. him in a fedora in my head right now, and I'm not, and I don't know I what think the fuck he, the movie is. That's because that's all he wears is fedoras, pretty much. Um, somebody, somebody not will public say enemies, it. right? It might be. Mm, no, no, that was a different one. Uh, ah, there it oh, is. He played a gangster Whitey, in a couple movies. Yeah, Whitey Bulger. Dylan, uh, the D- Black Mass. Oh there no, Dillinger, don't you mean? Black Mass. He played, he played gangster a couple of times. Yes, then. yes, he played. He played gangster in a couple movies, like that movie you just said. But uh, Black Mass is the last movie that I've seen him in that was watchable, where he didn't play the same exact uh, over the top, uh, cartoony character that he plays in almost every movie. Um, he was in another movie called like Transcendence or something like that. That was garbage. Um, oh, that was like the AI one or the something. The AI stupid, one, right? man, that was bad. Oh uh, just God. a lot I saw of the trailer bad, for that. I'm like, really? Yeah, really, really bad movies. The Lone Ranger. Oh my God, that was such. That, I actually think that was uh, that the bike, biggest that flop. That made people whole, realize okay. he kind of right, sucks. All right, okay. I have to. I have to step in now on the Lone Ranger. Do we really, honestly, fucking think that that is his fault? What it was. Not only is the writing shit, I, you, the director I that they was handed him a bag of money. They got they got Johnny Depp for a reason. They wanted Johnny Depp to play Johnny Depp as the fucking as yeah. what what's the Indian's name in, in the Lone Ranger for um Tonto Tonto uh yeah. so like that's not Johnny Depp's fucking fault that he shows up for his paycheck and the director says I want you to be Jack Sparrow the Indian. Like nobody fucking like that's not Johnny Depp's fault. <laughs> that's literally that's literally what it exactly. was. Exactly. Like verbatim yeah, oh, for what it was. It was like Walt Disney's biggest flop ever. It was a two hundred and fifteen million dollar budget and it grossed eighty nine million dollars. I mean, it yeah. was it oh, was, was you could see from the trailers it was gonna be terrible. Yeah, Absolutely and anything, anything awful. like even his co-star Army Hammer, anything that that I don't know what the fuck is up with Hollywood and Army Hammer, but they have been trying to make this guy a movie star for so long, and people are just not are just not having him. The guy is like box office poison. So anyway, when it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm gonna go see it because I've seen them all, but I'm expecting a meh time. I'm expecting a couple of laughs from Johnny Depp because he does play. You know, Jack Sparrow is a fun character. The music is good. The, you know, the budget is big. Um, the the trailer actually, there were some really great shots that were in the trailer with some of the the pirates, like the dead pirates, running on the water and shit. Like, there's some really good visual stuff happening there, and they're just beautiful pictures to look at. Like when you're out mm-hmm. in the jungle and you're seeing the water scenes, it's very bright and inviting. The cinematography is great. It's just a beautiful looking film, and for that, I'll go and see it in IMAX. And I'll enjoy it for for it being that. Is it going to change my life? Absolutely not. I'm sure it, it'll it'll do extremely well in the box office. Johnny Depp will make another thirty million dollars, and that'll be the show. So that, that's where I'm at with pirates. Here's my take on pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean is the aquatic version of the Fast and the Furious. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I see. Pirates of the Caribbean is because if I'm going to sit here. And and you know bash on on pirates for its you know an easy cash in and like uh, and it, the fact that it's a popcorn movie pretty much at best then that's how I that's how I look at at at, at fast at this point they're they're not good movies the narratives are shit the the acting is 
on the whole, pretty much whatever. Nobody's there for that. They're there because it's it's big. It's, it's over the top. Fun. Yeah, it's fun, fun to watch, and it's easy. And you don't have be. to sit. Yeah. You don't have to sit okay. there and think. You don't like. There's no. There's, it's brainless. And like you said, Johnny Depp. For all that people can can harp on Johnny for only having like two different modes that he can do. Johnny Depp in or Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow is one of the greatest combinations of actor and character that has ever fucking been and nobody will ever be able to convince me otherwise the dude if you put anybody else in his jack sparrow those movies fucking suck flat out you can't replace johnny depp for that role Mm. and uh i do i get laughs out of them i don't love them but i have fun when i go see one of those movies or when i watch those movies uh, and like you said as well, the music is always really, really good, and the visuals are really, really good. Uh, and uh, there's just enough of a story going on that it holds my interest. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. Johnny only has a couple of things that he does. He doesn't watch his own movies. I don't even think Johnny Depp realizes half the time that he's just playing Johnny Depp in every fucking movie he's in. And if I'm going to be honest, I think Johnny's been tired of doing movies for years. He's off doing like his fucking band oh, he's like touring 40, now. He's like, like 40 music. million in the hole. Yeah, he's in debt. He's 40 yeah. million in the hole. He's got to make movies. Yeah, yeah, so now it's just, let's do some movies, uh. right? All right, well, that's it for Can May. we move on from Johnny Depp? Yep, let's let's move on right out of May. Uh, and, of course, you guys in the comment section um, on YouTube, if you're watching this, or in chat, you guys can let us know what, what movie you're... Okay, so I guess at that point, what is the movie for May? It, Adam, if you were to go and see a movie for May, what one would you go one? see? If you're picking one, if you know, because you're like an average, you're lower than average movie yeah. over. So yeah. if you, to get you out of the house to go to a movie... Sure. Are, are any of the movies in May doing it for you? And if so, which one would it be? And once again, you're looking at Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you're looking at the King Arthur. You're looking at Snatched, uh, Baywatch, Alien, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it would either be Guardians or Pirates is one of the two that get me out of the house. And it's and it would probably be more, you know. I got a just- gun to your head, Adam. Which one are you picking? Which one am I picking between Guardians and Pick Pirates? Pick a damn movie! Pirates. I got a gun to your I'm, head! Make a decision! To, I'm going to Pirates. All right, cool. All right, Pirates I'm going it to is. Pirates. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest about Guardians of the Galaxy. I really like the first one um, and whatnot. And I love Chris Pratt. I think he's one of the one of the most honest people in the entire fucking movie business. And he's a great dude. But mm-hmm, I agree with that. But uh, Guardians, the characters don't do it for me. I, I individually Not like the actors you, and actresses. I, I, I individually like the actors and actresses. I love that I, I love that Dave Bautista still has is like making a huge like good money now in movies. I think it's great because I think he's also a nice guy. I uh, loved him as a wrestler. He seems to be doing, you know, he's not the Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson, but he's doing, you know, his thing with his uh with his character in this. Uh but they it just it was just whatever. If it wasn't Chris if it wasn't Chris Pratt making jokes, then the movie was like fucking whatever. So so okay. if I'm All if right. I'm choosing those two, I'm going pirates. All right. What about you, Panic? What Guardians. Movie are you going to see? Guardians. <laughs> Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm I'm just gonna go and say Guardians. I'm with you right on that. Guardians. Yeah. I'll be there that Thursday night late show. With my popcorn, I in unfortunately my hand. have to wait. I want to watch it on Friday for the before the podcast. Like I want to watch it before the podcast, but 
my buddy booked tickets for us. He's like, we saw the first one. He's like, you got to go together. So I'm like, on Saturday, damn it. That's uh, all good. You'll still wait. you'll still enjoy it. So yeah, uh, let oh, us yeah. know what you guys think. Moving on to June. June is also a fairly actually it's a there's a lot of movies I'm looking forward to. They got a big ones. Uh, in June, well, when I say a lot, more like three. But let me go through a couple of the, just the big ones. Uh, number one, and maybe the biggest one here uh, of them all, depending on who you ask. Wonder Woman comes out. June the 2nd, uh, on June 9th, so just a week later, we've got The Mummy, The Mummy Returns. Uh, On Friday, June 16th, we've got Cars 3, and we've got another, and what I'm hearing is the last Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil Vendetta, Uh, that comes out June 19th, Uh, and the big, well, there's still two more big movies, The, the big, big one would be Transformers The Last Night. And I'll skip Baby Driver and we'll go right to Despicable Me 3. Um, You're skipping Baby Driver? Yeah. Really? What do you think? You think that you think it's gonna be a big, a big time movie? Um I go we can talk like my we, movie, can, we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. My movies for my movies for May and uh, my movies for June. I'm tossed up between Wonder Woman and Baby Driver. Like I saw the trailer for Baby Driver, Ooh, it was cool. Um, and and I, I again, it, I I love I like those kind of movies. Like I like Free Fire. I like those kind of like old style heisty type movies. This one looks like more of like a modern take on it. But I just saw the trailer for it. I'm like, I I, I want to watch that one. So like, for those that don't, like it could be a really good one. For those who don't know what Baby Driver is, I'm sure Adam doesn't know what Baby Driver is. It is kind of a mix between. Is that, is that like a Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back and having well, a Adam fun family film again? Is that what Baby Driver is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking playing with you. Tell me what Baby Driver is. What is it? I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't actually. I'd pay. I'd watch another. I'd watch another family friendly uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film. I'm okay with that. You guys hear me? Oh, uh oh, we lost Jeff. We've hit the moment now where where Zencaster has shat the bed royally. <laughs> it's gone to past the te- the two hour mark. Panic, can you still hear me? No, everything is everything is dead. Okay, give us a second, guys. It's that time again. I'm gonna have words with the guys at Zencaster. Because it never stops, it never stops breaking, but we'll have this fixed up in a second. We'll have it fixed up in a second. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Welcome yeah, back. Zencaster just crashed. But yeah, so what were you talking yeah. about? Uh what, what, what are you talking about? We were talking about? about Baby Driver, and I was baby making driver. a joke about, about oh, the fact about a baby that you know, it's an Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger family-friendly movie. No, no. What it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's very similar to the movie Drive. Um, it's got that sort of feel to it. Um, uh, what, what other... It's like a... How would you describe a panic? It's like a, a small... Um, I, I attributed budget. it to kind of like it's one of those... Jamie like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, um, Jeff just randomly dropped out of the call entirely. He didn't just... Uh, he just flat dropped out. Welcome back. I'm back. All right. 
cool. Zencaster just decided to die again. Just, right. I just close out <laughs> all of. of did days. you close out all of Chrome? Because sometimes you have to do that shit. All right, I'll do that and I'll come right back. But you guys can continue yeah. the combo. Yeah. So do you know um, what Baby so Driver is? I, Panic. You tell me what this what this is all about. Um, if you remember about maybe five ten years ago, they had like a whole slew of like shoot 'em up type movies where you had like Lucky Number Eleven. Um, and, and those kind of movies where you'd have, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. guy that they're going after and you have a mm-hmm. bunch of, like, big-name other people going after him. Baby Driver's kind of like that um, oh, okay. with kind of, like, a modern heisty feel, I would say. I, and I just watched the trailer and they it was, like, it seemed like they were going with the cinematography with, like, the stylistic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it would be an interesting movie from that respect. Yeah. More no. of an artistic film. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy you didn't make me pass on that because I, I am, I am sort of looking forward to the movie. and It does look like fun because we get, uh, we, we get those huge blockbusters. We don't get much like that nowadays. Smaller, like in the middle, sort of big yeah, actors, big but not it's a either, huge. It's either a budget. small movie or an absolutely astronomical budget. There's not a hell of a lot of. Yeah, like, it's got like John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, and it's got like a bunch of people in it. It looked really cool. So yeah, so instead it of like they're having fun, instead of uh, spending like you know thirty minutes a month. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll just go and I'll ask you guys which one you're most excited about, um, out of all of them. And if you want to give a quick, quick blurb about that movie, yeah, sure. you can, um, instead of going over every single movie, um, I'll, I'll say, I'll say that almost none of those are particularly interesting to me, to be honest. Um, I would be interested in the mummy if Brendan Fraser was back in the fucking movie and not Tom fucking Cruise. Uh, as soon as I saw, I rolled first my of all, eyes I saw, the trailer. I saw, I saw Tom, I saw Tom Cruise, and I was like, okay, what is this? Or no, I saw the mummy stuff happening, and I was like, ooh, this is cool. And then I saw Tom Cruise pop up, and I went, nope, peace. What is there a reason I'm, why you don't like Tom Cruise? He's one of my favorite. I, it's not okay. Movie stars. So I don't. It's not that I don't like Tom Cruise. It's just that I don't see. I mean, I, I okay. I shouldn't say that. I see why Tom Cruise is reprising or taking a, the role up. In the Mummy, because Tom Cruise brings in enough money to pay this movie off. So yes, I see why it's happening, but it is like the Mummy when the first ones came out actually did well in theaters. If I'm not mistaken, like I'm not a movie guy, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they actually made some pretty fucking good money, and they mm-hmm. were probably the height of Brendan Fraser's career for all intents and yeah. purposes, before he had to yeah. go do Dudley Do-Right and all the other fucking stupid shit <laughs> he did afterwards. Mummy but was great. I liked those movies a great deal. Uh, and I don't see... And so it's... Un, again, I see why, but what, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't see why Brendan Fraser isn't just coming back to do The Mummy again. I don't... I like Tom Cruise to a, to a point, but for the for similar reasons... That that we just harped on Johnny Depp, except he does kind of fun characters. Tom Cruise is Tom fucking Cruise in every movie that he plays, but Tom Cruise isn't really fun. Tom Cruise is just Tom Cruise. We need Cruise. a Les Grossman movie. He's j- like, he's an action star. Sure, that's great. I'm happy for him, but he's just Tom Cruise. He's kind of white bread. He's standing on a fucking soapbox in every scene because he's four and a half feet tall. We have to take him seriously when he's fighting these dudes that are seven feet, 350 pounds. It's whatever. That's cool. It's Tom Cruise. But the only movie I've ever watched in my entire life that had Tom Cruise in it is coincidentally one of my favorites because it was the one movie I felt he wasn't Tom Cruise. And that was The Last Samurai. Every other movie I've ever seen Tom Cruise do is Top Gun Tom Cruise. 
And this is going to be Top Gun, Tom Cruise in the fucking mummy. The trailer didn't even really look like the mummy until they ham-fisted you with the mummy itself. Yeah. Uh, so I wish it was just Brendan. Fra- I, I want to um, see. I mean, I'm a little biased. Collateral, I want to see Brendan Fraser come out of the, the great hole movie. anyway. Yeah, I'm sure he has more than one. I'm just saying the ones that uh, the only one uh, I've seen that I consider it not to be yeah. Tom Cruise. Was that? But I also just want. I'm a little biased because I also just want to see Brendan Fraser not be homeless anymore and just fucking give the man something to do as a movie. Please, I like the guy. He's a nice dude. Uh, well, I mean, he might be a nice dude, but he's you know, chances are people are not gonna rush out to the movie theater. To exactly, see which is why I said I understand movie. why um, Tom Cruise is it, in it, but it just and you, you know. never know. You never know. He may make an appearance, a cameo of some sort in the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if that is going to be the case. Um, I'm really happy that Tom Cruise, I'm, I'm on the totally opposite side, uh, of, of where you're at. Uh, I love Tom Cruise. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, you're right. A lot of movies, it's Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise, but it's no different than the rock playing the rock. It's no different than, uh, Kevin Hart playing Kevin Hart. Uh, it's no different than, uh, Brad Pitt playing Brad Pitt. I mean, you, so it's whether or not you like Tom Cruise at that point. Exactly. I think, you, yeah. you know, obviously Tom Cruise is batshit crazy with all the Scientology and stuff like that. But I don't I don't play that into I don't take that into account when I go see a movie. No, neither not, do I. No. You know, I, I take all of his personal. That's his life. He can believe and do whatever he wants on all the power to him. It doesn't affect my life. He makes great movies. Um, just every, almost every movie he's in besides the last Jack Reacher has been a very, very good movie. Um, and. Speaking of Top Gun, they did announce Top Gun 2, and he's starring in it, so that, that will be happening. But, uh, you know, the Mission Impossible movies, the the Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, I were fantastic. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is, if you didn't see that, Adam. One you, of my favorites. You need to see Edge of Tomorrow. I own it on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet, so I know oh, that it's... such a an, filthy I casual. It hurts. My goddamn... <laughs> It hurts. Like I almost so, don't even want to talk to you about movies. Jeff, you know what I do? I wake pains. up in the morning, I work, it and then pains. I just diddle my audio for nine hours until four o'clock in the morning, and then I go to bed. Literally, what you do for fuck's <laughs> sake? My question to you guys: In the fuck have you not watched Edge of Tomorrow? It is absolutely a masterpiece of a film. Go it's, put that Blu-ray in after this podcast. Oh and my just god, watch it. Adam! It's so fucking good. It's so. And it's, you know what, it's Tom Cruise in a different light for once. It's, you know, if, if you're all about not watching Tom Cruise play Tom Cruise, there, it's actually, I mean, it, it, it turns into Tom Cruise, but it, it's a, it's it's a gradual thing. Yeah, it's, it's a process. It's, 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 it's a process. of Tom Cruise. It's so good. The guy just makes fire movies. Every, I mean, even Tropic Thunder, he was funny. And tr- he was amazing in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> the character. Uh, Tropic Thunder is so fucking good. Almost everything the guy touches is box office gold, and it's typically a good time. When you're spending money in the theater and you're watching Tom Cruise movie, it's going to be good. I have full faith in The Mummy. I think it's going to be a mega hit, and The Mummy in this movie looks amazing. It it just it looks so fucking good. There's some really cool shots in the trailer. Uh, it just... I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm all for it. That's what movie summer movie is all about. Is is a movie like The Mummy? I'm gonna and ask, of you know, course, go ahead. Yeah, go I'm going to ask uh, the controversial question. Actually, you right, go first, Adam. Oh, I was just going to. I was just going to say, uh, I was waiting for a time to break in, and coincidentally, somebody actually just mentioned this in chat as I was waiting. 
there's two movies I've seen that I know of that I liked that, that Tom Cruise is not being Tom Cruise. There's The Last Samurai and there's Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I'm actually going to watch Vanilla Sky. Yeah, I, I did. I own it. That was one with Cameron it's, Diaz, it's right? Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, I mean, The Last Samurai is great, too. I mean, it's really whitewashed. Uh, I saw Last Samurai the other other week when I was on Netflix. You, yeah, yeah, you can't it's, not it's whitewash when it's Tom Cruise playing a... <laughs> well, Last Samurai was Samurai. based on actual events. But it was supposed to be events, white, yeah. And yeah, there, there was a white guy. It was based dude. on a French guy who was in Japan. Yeah. So, like, it, well, there was a white guy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, okay. Um, so so Adam Adam is is picking. Uh, what movie was it? No, no movie. I'll You're not say the mummy because I'm gonna. I'll say the mummy because I'll I was probably gonna, go to it anyway. Okay. Now what about you? I was you? gonna ask a super loaded question. Okay, before ahead. Ask the, away. I say my movie. Do we do we think DC's gonna fuck up Wonder Woman? No. Yes. I saw the trailer. I'm not sure. It looked <laughs> the trailer looked actually promising, but I feel like DC's gonna fuck it up. I don't. Think I'm just gonna fuck I, this I, one up. I just, I mean, it's just a knee-jerk reaction for me to say that. But, I mean, at the same time, even if they don't fuck it up, is Wonder Woman really the movie that's going to fucking save DC right now? The trailer trailer looked pretty good. Gal Gadot looked like she could really pull it off. I think so. I I don't don't mean, I don't, no, don't get me wrong. Don't, not in the, not in the sense that it couldn't, it's not going to be a good movie. Like, I'm not saying about that. I'm saying, is it going to be the one, like, you know, that saves them um, from the pit of shit that they've been making in terms of, you know, it's not, I mean, I know, well, I shouldn't even say that cause they've all made good money. I can't even say that much. Yeah. They've all been, so they've guess, all made tons so, of cash. So I guess, I guess then, uh, I guess then the, ultimately the point is whether or not it is a good movie. If and they so make if, quality, it is a good movie, if it then, becomes a quality movie or not. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I think yeah. to, to answer panic's question, I, I think it will. I think it's going to be the yeah. first, I think it's going to be the first the DC first movie one. that comes out that people are like, wow. Okay. I'm on board for the Justice League, right? This is this is the setup uh, to get you amped up for Justice League, which I have my. I'm actually more excited for Wonder Woman than I am Justice League. Uh, I think the Justice yeah, League is going to be a, a a dumpster fire, uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but the Wonder Woman looks great. Um, I, I'm I'm waiting for a good woman superhero, and I think Wonder Woman is going to be the one that can do it. I know my wife is a huge Wonder Woman Did fan. Did Black Widow not do it, do it for you, bro? Well, Scar she's not. Joe she, not the she hype? Never, she never got her own she standalone had, film. No she, movie yet. She's, she's, no, she, she's a big character, but she still sort of takes the back burner among the other Avengers. Um, we haven't got a standalone. They did talk about it. She's like Hawkeye. It. A yeah. little bit more involved, <laughs> yeah. but Hawkeye, yeah. pretty yeah. much. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, the Wonder Woman, I think, is going to be good. And this is coming from a guy that has not really enjoyed the DC movies uh, very much. I mean, I've had fun with some of them, but they need some help, and this one looks promising. So there's your there's your answer. Uh, what what's your what are you most uh, excited for, June? <sighs> um, I'm going to go with Baby Driver. Um, as much as I hope Wonder Woman's okay. good, the one I'm really hyped about is Baby Driver. Okay. Yeah, I love me some Jamie Foxx, man. They got, you know, Baby yeah. Driver's got a big, good John cast. Edgar Wright directing, like, I, I, it's got a lot of potential. Yeah. So I I'm think, excited for that one. I think Baby Driver could be um, could be a hit, kind of like how... Um, I'm oh, going to say cult classic, maybe. Oh, my God. What, what's the name of the movie? And they got the second one coming out. The trailer just came out. Uh, uh, it's almost like James Bond. It's almost like... Uh, uh, fuck. What? God damn! Oh, no. Um. Anyway, anyway, I'll think about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, there, there's a movie coming out that was a big hit. 
the first one was a huge hit, and then the second one, the trailer just released Kingsman. The Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman. Yeah, somebody just said it in chat. <laughs> yeah, Kingsman. Yeah. The Kingsman was I watched a that fucking movie. awesome yeah. movie. It was so good. And I think Baby Driver. I watched Driver, that movie on a lark, and it was hilarious. I think Baby Driver could be. be the next Kingsman if done right. Is Yeah. It, it, it's got that feel. That's like the perfect feel for Baby Driver is the first Kingsman. Based on the trailer, I hope, I hope Baby Driver is a one and done based on the trailer. Like, I hope they don't milk it. Well, if they make a shit ton of like money, you know they will. Uh, uh, my movie to go and see for June. I mean, I will see all of these movies uh, besides Curse oh, 3. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't fucks with anime or Despicable, uh, Despicable Me. I said anime, uh, animation. Mm. Um, oh, man. I'm going to go. Oh, it's a toss-up. Jeff, I'm holding a gun to your head. What are you going to fucking watch? I'm going to shoot you again. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. (laughs) I am am most looking forward to Wonder Woman. The reason why I'm picking Wonder Woman over the mummy is because I I know what I'm going to get when the mummy comes out. I know I'm going to get Tom Cruise doing some Tom Cruise. It's going to be fun. It's going to look pretty. Um, I I just know I'm going to have a good time with that. The Wonder Woman, there's a lot on the line. I, I I could I'm going in with kind of high expectations, but nothing that can't be you know done over and where I could leave overly satisfied. Um, there's a lot riding on for Wonder Woman. I think if the Wonder Woman does well, it's going to get me excited for Justice League. It's going to get me It'll excited. Fix DC. It'll it will really and that's all DC needs is one really good movie right now. They just need to get the, they need to get the ducks in a row and just yeah. like they need that hit. Yep, they really do. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, but I'm with you too, Panic. Uh, I, I now that you're really talking about a baby driver, like I'm on the fence. Something. I'm on the fence. Yeah. Um, and 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 just to talk about Transformers just for two seconds, uh, the Transformers, the last night, actually, and I and I'm and I'm not saying this because uh, I, I'm on that Transformers bandwagon where you just want to shit on Transformers. The last night literally looks like the worst Transformers to date. The trailer is absolutely stupid. You got some girl that looks like a young J-Lo, and they even, he even makes the joke uh, that she's a young J-Lo. She's talking to the camera. It's really weird. It's 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 an old Jeff, and Jeff, it, it's a fucking the real the real mess. question, Michael Bay. The real the real question is absolute mess. The real question is: Do the black robots know how to read though? <laughs> Uh, and the yellow robots know uh, kung fu, all of them. Just like it's just, it's really bad. They're universally shit movies. I don't even yeah. think they're a spectacle. To be honest with you, I don't like. Some people think that they're really nice. You can show off your home theater with them. I'd rather use Pacific Rim over top of every single. Oh, Pacific Rim uh, is great. Yeah, you know Transformers movie. I think they're written poorly. That's the first movie I, I it, turned on when you, my TV came. You want to know? I'm going to leave. Sad though. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to leave this here. We're just going to move on because if we, if we okay. start talking about Transformers, this is going to turn. It'll go badly. It's going to be ten. It's going to be ten minutes. My ass. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to leave this known fact for you and the fine folks at home listening right I now. I know what you're going to say too. And this is. I know this what. is true. This is true. I'm going to say this. And How many, I'm Jeff? Gonna, I'm going to move on. How many, Jeff? Michael Bay. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Michael Bay has 14 Transformers movies (laughs) written 
and ready to fucking rock. No! <laughs> so that your curse so that your grandkids no! can still be watched Transformers. No! <laughs> I really actually, just don't know how to deal with that. My mind doesn't want to process that number because he's writing. I'm like imagining he's like sitting at his notepad being like, this is fucking gold. Oh my God. Oh my dude. God. And then he like shows his mom and his mom is just like, you know what, Mikey? That's amazing. You should go with that. And he, he did. Has. And somehow someone somewhere was like, yes, we're going to make these movies. One more time. He has 14. 14 more movies. How is it even possible? More? Uh, well, more? It's possible when they're shit. I mean, you. <laughs> I, I, and you know what? Even still, if they are piles of turds, which they are, how do you still write 14 of them? And not only that. Not only that. How do they keep making How them? do you physically... Now, Michael Bay is not a stupid person, okay? He reads the internet. He knows people. I mean, even act other actors. Shia LaBeouf came out and shit all over the movies. Like, he's like, this stuff oh, is fuck... He, Michael Bay wouldn't even work with Shia LaBeouf or Megan Fox anymore because they just had enough... Well, Megan Fox is a little different story. They just had yeah. enough of the garbage that everybody that is part of these movies know they suck. Even other actors will shit on how bad Transformers is. It just makes a billion dollars every time it goes to box office. But how does Michael Bay physically come out and tell the world he's got 14 more? I mean, if you've got that, just keep it in a vault and just you know, release keep these movies once out. every keep year or vault. every two years, no, and just no, keep no, it no. there and shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I know, keep it out. in the vault. I get it. Don't, yes, yes, don't, yeah, it. don't take it out. Just keep but it I in mean, the vault. Just don't don't, don't say there. you've got fourteen of them. Jesus, that just that just cheapens the cheap of them so much. Oh. Anyways, I digress. We move on to July. We're just gonna leave that with with you guys. Fourteen yeah. of the Michael Bay has got planned and written. All right, fourteen. Fuck me. July comes. We have got some other big movies. Now, not as many. Um the 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 funny movie uh that or the comedy movie that I'll say that comes at the end of June, which is the emoji movie, where it's actually emojis. And uh Patrick Stewart, I think, is the poop emoji in that movie. <laughs> um which is kind of funny. Um the the biggest movies. Now this is where this this might actually be the best month of movies. First movie is Spider Man Homecoming that comes out July seventh. Spider Man. July. By 14th. any chance did Michael Bay write the fourteen Spider Man movies that we've had in no, the last fucking no. five years? Just wondering no. because I so feel like we've had fourteen. Spider Man Homecoming, July fourteenth. We've got War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh. Friday, July 21st, we have got uh, Dunkirk, which is the war movie of Christopher Nolan. It is Christopher Nolan's new baby, uh, which we can talk about. And then, of course, the the, dumpster uh, fire of God. No, dumpster fire. What? The dumpster fire that looks like Valerian. The Valerian also. What is this? Yeah. It's like apparently some other like new IP based on book series that they're doing. Mm. It's supposed to be like um it's supposed to be like in the vein of Jupiter ascending. Oh, but well. Looking at it, I'm like this might be another dumpster fire. So you're saying this is like Hunger Games and it's their the big, Maze it's Runner. like another 
and all of those other other attempt teeny their other yeah novel movie their attempt to trying to make another blockbuster let's not talk about that ever all right that can go just die in a fucking in a straight fire all right i'm going to watch dunkirk Oh, you're damn right. I'm if if I if I had to pick one movie out of all those, Dunkirk is the movie I am going to I'm going to be going to watch. Uh, of course, you know has Tom Hardy in there. Harry Styles is in there, uh, which apparently uh, Christopher Nolan says he's a great actor, and there's a possibility he could be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, those are some huge. Some Whoa, massive, I think that could reach Saving Private uh, Ryan level. Saving Private Ryan level, maybe on this one. Massive shoes to fill. Um, yeah, it, it it looks it looks amazing. Um, it is the uh, I think it is held in France during the World War II. It's like uh, the Battle yeah. of nineteen forty. Um, absolutely. I mean, they don't show you much. They don't give you much, uh, and that's what Christopher Nolan is all about. I mean, he his movies are just. Just straight secrecy. You get very little. He lets his score do the selling. His his cinematography. He wants you and, to watch the movie. Him. Yeah. yeah, he wants you to go to the movie and enjoy it for what it is. He doesn't want too much out there. Uh, so obviously, because Christopher Nolan doesn't make bad movies, I'm going to watch. I mean, I'm going to see them all, but I'm going to go if I had to pick one. It's an easy pick. I'm going to go and see that. Um, what about you? What Adam? about Atomic Blonde? I don't even think I've heard of that one. Atomic. Oh, it's oh, supposed that the spy to be like movie? the uh, Charlie Theron yeah. supposed to be John Wick type movie. Yeah, James McAvoy's in that one too, right? I think I saw so. The trailer for that. It looked. It yeah. looked. It looked okay. It might be really bad. It might be really. I, I don't bad. know I if I can take Charlie Theron seriously enough in that role. Is probably my problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think that's another toss up movie. I think it's it, that kind of is in the same vein as as. Uh, yeah. King Arthur or something where it could be yeah. it could be good it could be, it could be meh um, I don't think it's one people are going to run out to the to the movie theater and, and have to go see um, I think either yeah, word yeah. of mouth is going to make that succeed or it's just going to be meh and it'll you know do well on Netflix or something like that but Adam if you had to pick a yeah. movie out of all the ones in July mm. there's a lot mm. of movies which one are you mm. going to see well, as much as I love Patrick Stewart, and believe me, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, not even Patrick Stewart can get me to pay money to go and watch the Emoji Movie in theater, so uh, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, and I was all ready for Dunkirk until you told me about Harry fucking Styles in it, so I'm going to, like, yes, Christopher Nolan just backed him and said he's a really good actor and he could be the next, uh, the, the next Leonardo DiCaprio, which... I don't know if he's saying that because he honestly thinks it or he's got to say it because he has to give people a reason to not immediately write off Dunkirk because Harry fucking Styles <laughs> well, is I, in I, Dunkirk. I want to go I want to go and say that he didn't directly say he could be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. He he he's basically it seems as though he's basically molding he's trying to mold Harry Styles into sort of his Leonardo DiCaprio for his movies. There's a lot riding okay. on this on him. He didn't flat, I, you know, and I and maybe I said that wrong. He didn't come out and flat out say he's the next oh, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Um, he did say he did he, he he does well in the movie and stuff like that. But the way so, sort of he's testing the waters with him. Mm. Um, and 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 rumor is talk around it that Harry Styles could be his next Leonardo DiCaprio. He could be the next. 
you know, leading oh, man, okay, t- I get so you. to speak. I get you. So then, so yeah, I mean, if there was a movie I was going to go see, it would be that one. I still don't know how I feel about Harry Styles being in it. When, when it comes to war movies, <laughs> um, there are certain genres, I don't know if I'm the only one that's like this, when there's certain genres of, of film that I watch, I almost prefer to not know the actors. Um, you want to just go in. in. I want to be able to go in because certain, you know, depending on the on how famous the person is or how much I already know them, it it has a you know in, increasing uh, ability to pull me out of the movie. And if it's a war movie, especially if he's doing it like like historically, like he's going for historic accuracy and everything, then the more I want to have the actors be more unknown to me. So Harry Styles is not only is he known to me, but he's, you know, he's part of one fucking direction. So it's going to be uh, it difficult for me, perhaps, but maybe he kills it. And I hope he does. Maybe that's maybe this is, you know, how Harry Styles. We don't ever want to root for a movie to fail. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he's also so, Harry Styles also isn't the star of the movie. He's in. the No, movie. I understand. He's one of the, he's one of the, he's one of the ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand. Um, I understand. Yeah, and and the That's entire cast is relatively unknown. I mean, the biggest name there is Tom Hardy, and I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan loves I Tom love, Hardy. I love me some Tom Hardy. Um, though, so and cool. the great thing about Tom Hardy is. Yeah. He's a movie star, but he isn't such a movie star that you just see Tom Hardy, and no. he does a good job at kind of blending into characters. He's a chameleon, just, dude. Yeah, and you just totally forget you're watching Tom Hardy. So, um, I I totally agree with what you said. I'm I'm also I love movies that are you kind of see unknowns, but it is hard to make major blockbusters with not having some kind of you know star power to you know to help help your movie succeed yeah, you gotta have something yeah but what's yeah. nice about christopher nolan is he is the star power and so the movie will do well just because it's christopher nolan but uh yeah I, i'm i'm excited about that so you yeah. said that's your movie or that's not your uh, movie now no that would be the if i if i was going okay. to one that's probably going to be the one i'd go to yeah okay and uh what about you panic um, as much as I love Dunkirk, I'm a huge Spidey fanboy. So yeah. I and I, I really like the actor, the cast form. So I, I'm going to go watch that. That's yeah. my one. I think I think the Spider Man is going to be. It's got potential to be the best one that we've ever mm-hmm. got. Uh, it looks great. I love the new uh, new Spider Man. Um, Tom Holland, uh, uh, he's great. He's funny. Yeah. Um, I love the new Spidey suit. I like the fact that the white, his eyes like move around. I like that and they warmed. More... I like that they warmed us up to him with the Avengers. With stuff. the Avengers, yeah, and and of course we got yeah. you know uh, Tony Stark in the movie as well. We even see Iron Man in there. I'm sure it won't be yeah. a big part, but it'll probably be like two or three scenes where that. We, you know, I hope we, we it's not him. a big part. No, I don't. I don't think it will be. I, I think he's going to yeah. be more of like the Yoda for Spider Man, where he's going to kind of. Show him the ropes and give him some tough love and um, all that stuff. And it's not it's not really an origin story. It's you know we go back in that time from from what we're hearing. It's we're not rehashing the whole you know the whole thing. Um, we're 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 just continuing. And I mean uh, Michael Keaton as the villain. I mean Jesus, come on. I mean it's Michael Keaton. Um, so it looks great. I'm 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 on board with you. I, I would love to see Spider-Man, but I'm going to go with Dunkirk just because I am a fanboy That's of fair. Christopher Nolan. Um, but I will see Spider-Man. I'll probably have a lot more fun yeah, in Spider-Man. If it Spider-Man, it would be Dunkirk yeah. for me too. I will definitely have more fun with Spider-Man, but let's not sleep on, I know this wasn't our, our movies, but let's not sleep on uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. This, this, oh, no, that's trilogy, gonna be this trilogy is absolutely incredible. 
the last two movies of the apes were just phenomenal pieces of they were art. unexpectedly good oh my god they're in more than good they're absolutely incredible uh, we've got woody harrelson as as the i guess i fucking love woody harrelson so much and you know what? It's like the thing is, is 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 he's a villain in this, but he's also the good guy because he's on the, the human side. Yeah, he's on the human side. It's like, do you root for the humans? Do you root for the apes? Which one is good? Which one is bad? It's it's like an actual conflict where there's no right side. You know, you can't blame the humans for how they're acting, and you can't blame the apes for how they're acting either. Um, and then of course, you know, we've got we've got uh, Andy um, Circus as as Caesar. And just just a great cast. The, the the writing has been phenomenal in these movies. The stories have been great. Um, this is just some of the best. Uh, well, it is the best Planet of the Apes ever. Uh, th- this this trilogy is just amazing. I think it's going to be so good. Um, I actually will put this before Spider Man for me. Uh, is as crazy as that sounds. Uh, I'm putting this ahead of Spider Man. It's just going to be phenomenal. Can't wait. That is July. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, let's move on to the last month. Last one, guys. Last one. Uh, this is this is where the quality of movies go down a little bit. Uh, when I say a little bit, a whole lot. Um, the first one, which is a huge toss-up, which is, uh, I get it, it's, it's saying it's a horror movie, um, and I'm not familiar with the uh, source material, maybe Tabin is, uh, The Dark Tower. So the Dark Tower is coming out, starring Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. Um, that is, I do believe, off of an anime or uh, um, uh, some kind of graphic novel. I, I I'm gonna sound to totally do some research on that one. Yeah, uh, somebody no somebody in chat about. will happen. I think the name sounds familiar to me, but I'm not sure. I I think is it a Stephen King? Is it a Stephen King series? Okay, so I'm I'm All wrong right, on both fronts. Stephen King series. I thought it, maybe it was an anime, but no, it's Stephen King. Um, I'm just not familiar with it at all. It is apparently a beloved series. Um, I don't know anything about it, so I sound a little ignorant when I talk about it because yeah. I just don't know. But I do know it's got two of my favorite actors in it, Idris Elba, who is an absolute stud, uh, and I love the fact that he's breaking out in Hollywood and he's actually making a huge uh, mark in the North American scene instead of just being a, a you know a UK actor. Um, and of course Matthew McConaughey. I mean, who doesn't like um, uh, McConaughey's work? I mean, the guy is a he's an amazing. I need actor. him. I, I need him to not be Matthew McConaughey in the movie though, because he's starting. He's start. He's starting to get a little bit too one note in his too movies. Uh, like he's. He, um, you know, when he first made his break out of the the rom com bullshit, and he and he took off like a bat out of hell. It was kind of fresh to see him in his more serious tones and, and whatnot that he had uh, available to him. And um, I'm just I'm getting I'm getting that he's starting to settle in. I guess if that makes sense. No, it into his Matthew I, I need I need I need some I need some. I need some back. I need, I need. I need to hear. Yeah, I need. Where, 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 what? 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 are you saying? This? I feel like you're just throwing that at a thin air. I mean, are you talking? What movies are you talking about? Where he's kind of acted the same? Or uh, you know. well, I've only like most other than other than um, fucking. I'm so fucking. T- I'm so tired today. Other than I mean, Interstellar. Uh, there's Interstellar. Interstellar. Okay, so Inter- Interstellar was like when I 
Um, I love them in Interstellar. Is that, I, I love that movie so much. I think it's an incredible, uh, an incredible film. Mm-hmm. The I haven't I haven't seen a whole bunch of movies afterwards with him in it, other than just watching like trailers and shit or anywhere I see him, mm-hmm. where he's acting. Ever since well, he hasn't done he hasn't done anything overly huge. No, um, no, and he's this been I'm in not, a few like, movies. Just, yeah, whatever he's doing, like I'm not saying his starring roles or anything like that. Just in general. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, this doesn't necessarily mean it's his fault. If people are casting him and they say, "Look, we want, we want Matthew McConaughey from Interstellar," where you're where you're playing into your your you know your accent that already exists, uh, and and you're you're just going. Maybe that might be it for me. Is that a lot of his roles they don't require him to really turn off the accent, and so maybe I'm just getting the accent is too much of it or, or too recognizable. And, it, and you're, you're translating it his, the accent into the character into a character. Which might be part of the problem for me. So maybe if he, if he, for me, if he gets a movie where he's not, where he doesn't have to just, you know, default into his re- in real life accent. He's surprisingly dynamic as an actor. Mm. I love yeah. it. I, I'm not know, saying, don't get me wrong. Voice, don't, get, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not hating on Matthew McConaughey. I fucking love Matthew McConaughey. I'm just saying yeah. that I, 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 I feel maybe, like, I feel like you've watched two Matthew McConaughey movies and now you're like, I think you've I think you've watched True Detective and you've loved it. And then you watch maybe two Matthew McConaughey movies and you're judging his last like he's 10 like years dynamic of work over like yeah, Lincoln I mean, lawyer yeah, and almost all other every role I'm not judging, I'm not judging the, the last decade yeah. of work what I'm saying is his most recent work is it feels like he's settling into that is what I'm saying I'm not saying his entire fucking career has been the one note express I'm saying that the most recent stuff has started to feel like settling into that and I like I also just said it maybe is that because he all of his roles has not forced him out of his accent, and it is a very distinctive man. You don't, you, you can't mistake Matthew McConaughey fucking speaking. As soon as you hear the guy, you know it's Matthew McConaughey. If he's into a role where he doesn't get to lean on his real life accent, perhaps then I won't feel like that's the case, and that might be more of the problem than than an actual settling of character. Um, but I don't know. Is is the role that we're talking about for him coming up here? Does he get to drop his accent, or is he still Matthew McConaughey, uh, McConaughey accent, bro? In this movie, well, I mean, he's even seen I mean, anything? I, I've watched, I've watched trailers. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see what you see. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I've, I've watched almost all of his movies. I actually didn't watch Gold, uh, which is on Netflix. I think I didn't see that, um, but I've watched pretty much all of them, and I can kind of see what you're saying if we're talking about rom com. Uh, Matthew, but I think after that, I think his roles have been pretty diverse. Mud was great. Uh, Dallas Buyer Club, uh, Wolf on Wall Street, Interstellar, uh, Free State of like Jones. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on. I think those are all, and, and he's he hasn't been going in these big blockbuster movies. He's been uh, getting nominated, winning awards. Uh, I think his his portfolio has been pretty diverse. Um, kind of like a Leonardo DiCaprio type actor. Uh, without being in such huge movies beyond, you know, Interstellar or not the super you know, hype, not 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 the super hype. hype. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe we're just uh, may, maybe I just maybe we're on different sides. But no, I, I know like, what you're like saying said, about it's this, probably, the, the voice. Yeah, yeah maybe you know, it's probably more for me. Honest to God, it's yeah. probably more just about the fact that I'm hearing Matthew McConaughey. Which you know, like we talked about before with other with other actors where they play you know like the same thing. It's they're playing their real life selves. They're not really they don't they're not really turning it on 
for the camera. You know, Tom Cruise is playing Tom Cruise, and uh, and other actors play themselves. Johnny Depp plays Johnny Depp. Matthew McConaughey, uh, because of the accent for me, as what I'm saying is the odds are the accent's probably making it harder for me to recognize that despite the fact that he's not necessarily playing the... I'm not saying he's being typecast. I'm saying Mm. that it just feels like, and I'm saying the odds of it being that case, why it feels like that to me is because uh, his accent is so, and his voice is so recognizable where other actors get to, you know, they go into accents like Leonardo DiCaprio his thing is diverse, but he also gets opportunities where he puts on an accent and then it feel it's easier to feel different about the character because they even sound different and not just okay. um, right. play a different role. But yeah, no, I, right. I love Matthew so, yeah. McConaughey. All right, so there's the dark. So what's up, there's next, the Jeff? dark tower. Uh, wow, we went in. We went into some Matthew McConaughey there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Annabelle, Annabelle, the uh, the creation or Annabelle creation. Uh, which is another installment of the Annabelle, which is in the uh, the universe of uh, the other scary movies, uh, The Conjuring. It's in the same Conjuring universe, mm, uh, mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like the creepy doll. Um, mm-hmm. And it this one I do this one is a prequel of Annabelle um, and the Conjurings, so we get to actually see how the doll was created and and, oh, so like and how the doll became of of what it is. So they're not that, the shittiest cool. horror movies I've no, ever seen. Not. Gabs, no, Gabs is not. a big horror horror film watcher, so I've I've watched like a slew of really shitty horror films, and the Conjuring movies are probably the highest on the not shit yep. horror movies that I've seen. So that that's yeah. kind of neat. That's nice. And I mean, even the Annabelle movie wasn't horrible. I mean, it, it was just your standard horror movie, but it had some really cool stuff in it. Um, the first one obviously did really well, and the whole Conjuring universe is 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 great. I mean, it's some of the best. This is this series, this universe is the best, in my opinion, the best horror movies we've been getting in recent mm-hmm. years. So Annabelle will be good, um, hopefully. And then we've got um, that's pretty much it, man. That's worth talking about. Unless you uh, see something else here, Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, is that that's the Ryan Reynolds, one? Sam Jackson. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, how did I forget about that? Looks like fun, man. That <laughs> yeah. looks like fun. It's I basically that. I was cracking up. It's basically Samuel L. Jackson doing literally okay. Samuel L. Jackson, like motherfucker, okay. this motherfucker, that. They even okay. you need to watch the movie or you need to watch the trailer, Adam. Like you I don't watch think I've tra- seen the trailer for this yeah. yet. I've seen oh, trailer for everything God. else, but not this. <laughs> I was cracking up. If you guys, um, um, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you need to go and watch. The Hitman's Bodyguard uh, trailer. It is Samuel doing Samuel and Deadpool. That's actually what it is. It is Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool without the suit and Samuel Jackson doing okay. Samuel Jackson in a, what a buddy what a, cop What a type random movie. pairing that is. That's so oh funny. What a, what a completely it, random pairing. It's just hilarious. It is absolutely. It sounds the funny. Trailer it sounds great. Is, the, yeah. the trailer's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Gary Oldman's in it. Uh, oh, Salma okay. Hayek's in it. Um, there, there, a bunch of a bunch of people are in it. It's that's my number. That's my that's my August movie. How did I? Okay. How did I even not? That's my. I think okay. that's my yeah, August that's, movie. That's my August movie. Yeah, that's my August movie. Just because I don't know much about the Dark Tower, but maybe it'll be great. I'm, um, I'm down with I'm, that. I'm going the Hitman's Bodyguard straight up. If you guys haven't I'm watched the trailer, that. it looks pretty damn funny. So yeah, that's. That is September. That's a show. Um, I know that was a long second half, but uh, 
Well, actually, yeah, it was about as much as the last. Well, it was half, a carry actually. on from last time. We we wanted to we wanted to cover this last week, so we added some stuff and we just went with it for a second half. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, and and you know what, we could have we could have talked about movies a lot longer. I mean, we're going through them yeah. pretty quick. But uh, that's that's from May to August in the video. Let us know what your guys' favorite is. You can even put like May through August. I want to kind of see uh, what's going to get you guys in the theater. Obviously, a moviegoer like me, I'm going to see. 95% of all the movies. I even went and watched The Circle last night with uh uh Tom Hanks and and what's her face from Harry Potter, uh that little oh, stuck Emma up Watson. feminist yeah. Emma Watson. Uh, Emma Watson. Um who's easy Is she on the really eyes, a fem- but, like a hardcore oh, like fourth gen like oh feminist? Like she is she is next level. She's she's oh, like wow, next. Okay. She's next level. So, but anyway, once again, I don't take their personal life into the movies. I go and enjoy it for what it is. So, um, the movie, if I had to give you guys a a, a rating out of ten, I give it a five. It was meh. It was meh. Rip. Really, really crazy concept. If 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 you want to think of social media and where it can go, um, and how intrusive it can be, it's actually, and I think we're like one or two, maybe three years max. Of what is in this movie could actually happen. Is it Black Mirror the movie? Oh well, part partly, partly, but it is it is absolutely it's it's thought provoking. You're you're going oh my fucking god! Like this can really happen, and there's a good chance that somebody will attempt this um, and maybe even succeed. So for that very reason, just because of the message that's in the movie. Um, you'll get a lot out of it. And the cast is pretty good. John Boyega's in it from Star Wars. Uh, he, he doesn't have a big role. Uh, Tom Hanks plays a perfect villain, like absolutely perfect. He, his, this role, I wouldn't say it's made for him because it's not a really a great role, but he really brings some legitimacy to the film and doesn't make... Because some of the some of the things that are in it kind of makes it seem over the top and maybe stupid, but Tom Hanks really brings it down to a level where it's believable... Uh, and it's it's because very, very it's cool. Tom so, Hanks and he's a god. Do not go to the theater and watch this movie. This is definitely a great Netflix and chill <laughs> it's movie. A whole movie. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Do not waste your money in the theater on this. Watch it on Netflix. It's definitely worth an hour and a half or whatever it is. So, but five out of ten in terms of it being a good movie. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it for movie talk. Um, because you need to shut me up because I can go. I can keep going. No, I'm not. I'm not shutting up anybody, dude. I've been on. I've been on cloud nine. I feel like I'm on Novocaine right now. I've been so friggin' tired all day. I've been in another universe. It's partially why I'm talking myself in circles today. This is the I'm most brutal. judging you so <laughs> hard right now. Day. I'm judging you so hard right now. Oh, oh Adam, wake up, motherfucker! I know it's bad. You've got audio it's to bad. fix. Yeah, I know. Gotta I drag myself him. out of bed and go to work every morning. No, I know. Shit. I know. My violin so, would be smaller, but my hands are too big. So, what do we got so, for for technical support? Oh sir? shit! I forgot. I thought we were getting we ready to fucking remember. close out. Fuck no! I thought we, we got more re- to talk about. Oh my god! Oh my god! What's up with these four? Another three-hour podcast. Who right. gives yeah, a we damn? Have, we have, we have to Dude, our viewership's been going up like crazy. So let's just keep this train going. How was our iTunes? Should, doing? should we, we hit that three thousand mark? Not only did we hit three thousand, we hit thirty five hundred. No, we didn't. Nice. We did thirty five. We'll say Dude, if you yeah, want us to rope that in comments. Wow. And the other one was roping the time. 
And like three, the three before up to almost three k. If they haven't crossed it by now in this podcast time, I'll check. While you guys wow. are looking at questions, I'll I'll give us a real time rundown here. Wow, well, I've got my question already. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, go ahead. Go go and uh, ask away. All right, we're going with uh, we're going with uh, technical support from a uh, Jamaican jazz. What is your spirit animal and why? Mr. Nova War, I'm going to toss that one to you first. I'm like over here looking at stats. I heard half the question. Okay, my spirit animal? Uh, yeah, what and does why? Does it have to be? Uh, okay, uh, I'm guessing because this is a bit of a meme question. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that it doesn't actually have to be an animal specifically. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, uh, shit. That's a that's a tough question. That's one you always have to think about, like for for a while. Spirit animal, what would that nah, be? Just something that comes to your mind. Obviously, there's going to be an animal that just kind of comes to a mind. If I guess we're, to are mind. we going to stick to animals? So we can stick for sure animals. And I, well, my, I guess yeah. um, some kind of other living being. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, my spirit animal would be like. I almost want to relate it to movies, like a character from a fucking movie that's just so over the top. No, it's got to be an <laughs> so animal. It's got to be an animal, though? Okay. So yeah, my some kind of creature. Animal, I guess, is... Um, let's go with... Hmm, the honey badger. The honey badger. Now, why are you picking the honey badger? Because, the, as the saying goes, the honey badgers just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was shaking my head the moment you said it. I was like, "I'm going, honey." Okay, the honey. Somewhere, between, if you could, if you could hybrid. Okay, I'll do this. If you could hybrid in a, in some weird, fucked up reality, a honey badger and a sloth. Those are <laughs> those two together. Those that 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 would be so the most aggressive sloth. <laughs> I guess of all time is a honey okay. badger sloth. Okay. All right. What about you, Panic? I don't know. Um, I kind of feel like I empathize with the red panda a bit. Like everything you know, startles everyone you? loves red pandas. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. But like, no, like they're like, they're, everyone loves red pandas, but they are not successful as a species. <laughs> just the, no, no, panda, I, 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 the panda I, family in general is just terrible. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't know. I, I just felt like the moment I saw Spirit, I'm like, Red Panda, I think. All right. Well, if I had to pick, I would go with, I'd probably go with the hyena. If I had to pick a hyena. I, I, I feel as though um, the hyena has a lot of energy. It laughs yeah. a lot. It's, mm. it's, it, can be, it can be very aggressive when it needs to be. Um, I feel as though the hyenas, it, it, it stays with its pack. So it's, it's very family oriented, like a, like a fast and furious movie. Well, I'm just, I was like, I don't give, I was like, I don't give a fuck and I'm lazy. Jeff's like, they are, you know, they're pack animals. So they're like, (laughs) well, I'm answering the question. The guy pays his fucking Patreon money. I'm giving it to him. Family. Family. I'm all about the family. All right. Go on, Vin Diesel. All right, so yeah, I feel I feel like you know the you know the noise they make, like the laughter. So uh, you know they can be dark and aggressive. They they're in packs. 
Um, they they seem like they can be just full of energy if they need to be, or just you know be grumpy and salty uh, if they need to be as well. So if if that's an animal that just come to mind, I was gonna go and say like a monkey or something, but you know that's just too easy. Uh, and we all kind of come from monkeys anyway, if you believe in that. So, um, you know, I, I, I'll, 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 I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the hyena. Okay. All right. So, so there you go. Amazing. So I put, I put a lot of solid a lot of time and like effort it. into that. And I, like I didn't even <laughs> prep that shit. That shit was off the cuff. Say off the dome. Off the dizzy. Um. All right. So who was that? Who was that question from? That that was from Jamaican Jazz. Jamaican Jazz. All right. Well, I believe Jamaican. he picked up one of our higher tiers recently. He is a hundred dollar supporter. Hundo. Yeah. That's why. That's why I go above and beyond when I answer these questions. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> let me see here, man. Oh man, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <sighs> Man, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll I guess I'll do this just because I I kind of it's already reality for me. Um, Stefan uh, Simic, if I'm pronouncing your name right, who is a ten dollar supporter, he says, "What is your favorite slash dream car? If you could buy one, uh, dream car for no for a hundred thousand dollars or less, what would you buy? Favorite dream car." Or a hundred k or less, and I can start because I just bought my dream car. Um, Son of a bitch! <laughs> I just ordered the 2018 Mercedes Benz AMG C63S Coupe. Uh, that was before I got that car. My dream car was always the M4. I've been driving a BMW like a like a one series for like almost four years. And I was going to get the M4 because I always wanted an M car. Uh, they're just absolutely incredible. Um, so I did some research on the cars and I fell in love with the AMG um, for a number of reasons. <clears throat> and I won't get into too many of them right now, but the AMG uh, has got more horsepower. Um, it is a heavier car. It's got more torque. It's faster in the quarter mile um, and anything lower than that. It doesn't quite outdo the M4 on the track because the M4 is a track car. Um, the handling on the M4 obviously is better. But for an everyday driver, um, the V8 twin turbo, uh, it just sounds incredible. The M4 uh, has fake exhaust sounds coming through the speakers. Still a beautiful engine in there. Still goes like crazy. Still a dream car of mine. Uh, but the mixture between the luxury of the Mercedes uh, what you get on the inside, it really feels like you're driving a luxury uh, supercar opposed to the M4 where it does look nice on the outside, but the inside is very bare bones. Um, they do have the beautiful M stitching, but you also get that in the AMG. Um, just for so many reasons, uh, I went with the AMG and I was sold over it. And this is coming from a fanboy that always, always, always wanted the M4. I took them both out for a drive, did my research. And the uh, the C sixty three S coupe is the dream, and it's no longer a dream. It will be a reality come July seventeenth when the shit is built, uh, coming out of Germany, and will be delivered to my black ass. Uh, and I actually just went out today and got 
the GoPro Hero 5 and a, uh, the Karma Stabilizer, a few other things so that I can do some car vlogs, go to the cars and coffee stuff, uh, bring back some moto vlogs uh, and all that other stuff. So um, the AMG C63, guys, an amazing, amazing piece of technology, and uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. That's my pick. Mm. Panic, do you know what you want to say? Um, yeah, it's going to be the uh, Shelby GT350R. Mm. <laughs> it's the uh, it's pretty much a I've I've always wanted a Mustang. Um, mm. you know, it's either that or like the Vet Z6, but um I feel like in my heart I just really want that Mustang. Um I'm never going to get it. I'm more of a practical person. But yeah. if a dream car, it's going to be the Shelby GT. Beautiful. Mm. American muscle. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if in the day you could get it for under a hundred grand, probably if not, it was close. Cause it was kind of like a, a beefier version, but the one that I would want to have is the 1999, specifically the 1999 Dodge Viper ACR. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Isn't that well, the one that they Viper wrote the guy? I've been a Viper guy. My whole life. I know My whole life I've been a Viper guy. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I own, I own models of the Viper that are still upstairs. Like I, I'm a, I'm a Viper guy. So the, the 99 Viper ACR, I loved the body of the, of the 99 model. Um, I liked, how in the fuck did I get ink all over my thumb? What the, the fuck? Um, I loved, I loved the body back then. 96 through 99 were, were my favorite, uh, model years for the Viper body. Uh, it, it was still an absolute fucking animal that would kill you if you drove it and it would probably light your pants on fire every time you open the door and get out of the car and all the other nonsense that comes along with owning a Viper. It was just a big honking V10 engine that, that mm-hmm. if you gave it to a European, they'd have a thousand horsepower, but because you're American, you can only get 460. So it was 400, I think it was 460 horsepower, 500 foot pound of torque. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just a really, uh, just a, a just an awesome Beast is, is something that you are, you sit at a, at a light uh, and, and you shake the, the 10 cars <laughs> that are around you type shit, right? Yep. And it's not a yep. car that holds your hand. It's a car that you can fix with some fucking WD-40 and duct tape. It's not got 60 computers strapped to it. <laughs> it's not a super high tech whatever the fuck. It doesn't have a, you know, a thousand turbos uh, to, to make its brake horsepower. It's just the way that it is. It's just a, it's mm-hmm. a car that was... You know, its legacy is literally being built in a fucking barn. This is the Viper, so um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the it's the anti car of today, where all you know everybody wants to have such a high tech vehicle, uh, and you know there's all these things that that make cars you know better. But at the end of the day, I just want to have a car that you can still easily build by hand. Uh, and, and, uh, and just have it be, be a fun car to drive. And that's only a fun car to drive if you know how to drive a car. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you, you can just get die. that car for under a hundred K now, obviously. Oh, easily a hundred. You probably get a 99 Viper ACR for under 50,000. Yep. So you, you know, you get, get oh, something well like under, that. Yeah. I would never, I will never own it because I can't drive manual physically incapable. Like I can't, my knees will not go under the wheels to be able to, it would be dangerous for me to drive a Toyota Corolla with a fucking manual, let alone, 
a Dodge Viper in manual because of my the length of my legs. My knees go up both sides of the fucking well, if wheel. If the car is actively impossible. trying to kill you, you probably yeah, exactly. want to make sure you have some semblance of control. Yeah, so I'll never I'll never be able to, but that would be that would be uh, my pick for sure. Love Vipers, absolutely love Vipers. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that because you always talked about Vipers. So I, I've never been a huge Viper guy, but there there is one that I have seen here several times, or the black one that I've seen driving around here. Um, and it's always a head turner for sure. You see it and you're like, "Ooh, fuck!" And I mean, it sounds, it sounds beastly. So is it an, is um, it an older one? Because I know there's like an SRT it ten that's here. It's an older one. Um, mm. I haven't seen it probably in three or four years. But I, when I was living out in Spry, I I would see it mm. fairly often, like probably once every three months or so. So the guy obviously lived kind of around the area or went in there for some reason. So mm. it always mm. looked mm. nice. I wouldn't complain to. Uh, to take one for a rip for sure, um, be able to be a lot of fun. I mean, they are exactly what you said. They're beasts. They're they're meant to be driven. A lot of people like to poke fun at the Viper because it's like oh, it's like the stupid car. It's like the it's for whatever reason. Especially Corvette fans, they, they you know they'll be like, oh, the Viper wears the dunce cap type shit. And for whatever reason, I had no idea because the Viper has always been a very good car that put cars in the ground that were three and four hundred thousand dollars and the viper is like a, an eighty thousand dollar american car um and that got even crazier now with the with the vipers that they make now that have records on racetracks and they're street legal so mm-hmm. uh, people have this stigma around the viper but it's it's uh it's a fun it's a it's a fun man's car for sure uh, so 99 Viper ACR, no question. So there it is. Well, there's the two questions. Um, don't forget, guys, there's a lot of uh, people that are $10 and higher, like a ton. And we only usually get like maybe 10 questions or so. Um, if you guys are submitting questions and you've done it for previous weeks, <laughs> we don't go back and pick questions from that week. If it didn't get answered then you can re-ask the same question on that Patreon, and that's how you do it. So Adam posts up a little banner. It says this week's technical alpha, and then on, in the comments, that's where you drop them. So go ahead. If you're $10 or higher, you have the ability to drop a question there. Um, make it as good and appealing as possible, and you'll have a good chance of of getting it picked. And also, before I give this to Adam to sign us out, um, when we do hit that 5,000 uh, mark, we are going to sit down and do more technical um uh, tech support ton of questions answer a lot more so i know we only can do two a week right now which is eight a month we're going to do an extra four a month so we'll be able to answer more questions because we're going to take out uh another night and uh and record those off of the air and then release them uh that that those will be available to everybody by the way those will be released on youtube so even if you're not uh participating in ten dollars or higher you're helping us get towards that goal everybody's going to be able to you know watch it it's not going to be through a paywall or anything like that. So that's yep. it. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, you can, uh, well, first of all, thank you for listening as always. You guys have been amazing and uh, we appreciate everybody spreading the word about the podcast. Our numbers have been going up at a very good rate, faster than uh, I think uh, we thought they were going to. We dreamed of. Uh, yeah. For sure. So uh, that's been absolutely fantastic and we appreciate all the help you guys have been doing. Writing those reviews is still the it's number helping. one way of doing it and it's yeah. been and it's working so the more reviews you guys uh you know can can put out for us the the better uh, it, it is for sure 
Uh, I'm also going to remind you guys that Jeff and I, I believe next Friday, will be our first shot in the dark at the uh, the Retro Versus series. And once again, that is going to be Jeff and I randomly picking a game off of his shelf of infinite retro games in his room and then uh, playing them for uh, a bit. And then we're going to have a couple of those uh, a month. And uh, you'll be able to get access to those videos exclusively on Patreon at the $5 tier and hire anybody and everybody in there. Uh, and that segment will have access to it. So you can look forward to that. And if you want to buy into that, then uh, get to it. And we'll but post a clip gentlemen- on YouTube to tease them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So you guys can kind of see what <laughs> you get. But, but they've got they've got the verses they've before, got, so they know, they know, what, they're they know what they're getting. But this is straight up retro, and we're playing yeah, yeah. with the actual retro controllers and shit. So it'll be cool. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, also going to thank everybody for getting us to the goal so that we released that DLC podcast today. Uh, That went out through the RSS feeds uh, and onto YouTube as well. So if you're listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about? Then um, if you didn't hear the podcast a couple of couple of weeks ago we ended up doing a a bonus segment where um, it was to be honest it's mostly jeff and i talking about our uh early okay again again this two weeks in a row the timing uh but yeah the uh we we talked about our basically our entire opening part of our youtube career and the and the absolute shit show uh and thirty thousand dollar scandal uh that we had with machinima uh, so, uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's on iTunes and everywhere else all the same. You'll be able to watch that on YouTube as well, uh, where we discuss that. And it's definitely worth uh, a listen for sure if that interests you. So, as always, let's wrap her up by thanking our Patreon producers. Gonna give a big thank you to Beastall, Mr. Miyagi, that $500 and $250 tiers. Like, Woo! it's just pocket change. Also, Woo, gonna give a big rain. thank you to Adam B, Toad of Steel, Naily, J A, Derek P, Jonathan A, Fry C, Ice Wolfie, Draco, and mm. as we've already mentioned earlier in this cast, Jamaican Jazz. Thank five more all sponsor of you open. guys. Five more crazy. But also, open. yeah, I don't have the thing updated yet because I didn't know Jeff did this until now. <laughs> but Jeff's <laughs> opened up five more spots. So five more of the $100 tier will be open, which means your name could be here as well. Uh, lots of people have been, uh, you know, kind of pining to get into that tier. So there are now five more spots. Go fill them if you please. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been another uh, Technical Alpha. Thank you once again. We will see you guys next week, same time, same bat channel. Uh, And until we do see you, peace!